My devil voice. Hello? Duh. Hello? Duh. Hello? Duh. Hello? Hello? <laughs> you gotta go low, Dodd. Wow, I want the one you have. Hi, this is the Dodd Frank Act. <laughs> Hi, this is Barney Rubble. Barney Frank of Barney Hold Dodd. On, hello, hello. Before we start, let me find my devil voice. Two, 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 two six, two dogs, God. two. Hello? Alpha hello. Bravo. Hello? Aristotle, can you find? Two. Oh my God. There it is. Shit. All right. The devil. The day, everybody. Hey, everybody. This I can't smile without you. If you only knew what I'm going through, I just can't smile without you. I do bitty boo. Ba ba da da ba. I do bitty do. So I can't I'm ready when you are. That you were rolling up. We've been here. I was. Yeah, we're good. So we're definitely very good. Uh, well, I'm going to play a little, a little music. This is not the theme song. There has been no established theme song yet for this podcast. There will be one at one point. You're listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. He's here with Todd Glass in a special enclave off the Michigan Freeway 2679. We're going to hear a song right now from Richard in Your Mind. This is a great band from Australia run by a bogan named Spod. I'm not joking. His name is Spod. We'll just hear a little <laughs> bit of it. I don't want to hear the whole thing. I love. Oh it's man, I won't. I like his voice thing better. I get you one. <laughs> this is just how I sound, baby. Hello. Hello. How come we're not hearing the music coming through here? I feel for some reason. Maybe I. Well, you know, I think I unplugged the mixer by accident. I did. I unplugged the mixer. How much of this do you? Uh, no, no, that goes in your computer. Oh no, it doesn't. I know. I know, God damn it. Do you leave that in or do you edit it? You leave it. I'll leave Everything's staying in. Oh my god. Is that okay with you? Just letting you know everything's staying in. You're damn fucking right it is. If you have a real problem with it, you can take it up with your congressman. Yeah, you know what you can do? Psst. Just psst. leave us alone. Just stick in your congressman's yeah. shack. Trump's president, we're stressed out. Trump's president, and we're stressed out. Got to get. Hey, everybody! Welcome to the, welcome to the show. This is live to tape with Johnny Pemberton. This is a remote podcast happening in a studio that's not the normal studio, and not with a guest who's ever been on any show ever that I've been a part of before. The gift is starting over. Todd Glass. Wow! I Todd, like that music. I love Todd Glass. Who did this music? Who did this? this is a band called Richard in Your Mind. Oh, it's it's like an Australian it. band. I'm pretty sure they're a big fan of the band called the Lemon Pipers, which is a tambourine, uh, Capricorn Records, Buddha Records, 1968 release called uh, The Green Tambourine. Big hit. Hey, Ashbury hit. But I don't want to talk with the vocals. I don't want to disrespect them. They'll be on the podcast at some point. Yeah. <laughs> I'm afraid to move. Hold now on. we're good. Now we're good. <coughs> Everything's fine. I just choked on some water. Uh, yeah, yeah, I always, I always choke on water too. I actually do, legitimately choke on water more than anything else. Actually, I feel like it's embarrassing on a plane when you, you know what I think when I sit down and I choke on water. Right. Just simple drink, drink of water. I wonder if that's a sign of anything. I think it but, means um, you're dehydrated, but uh, when people around you think. Oh, does he have a cough and he's going to do that the whole plate? And then I'm happy when five minutes passes and they go, oh, okay. Because if someone next to you, 
by the way. No, go. No, you go. I, I, you're on it. There's a guy on a plane next to me. I'm not okay with this. Have I done it? Yes, I'll stop it. But I don't think I do. Well, I probably have. But okay. it's gross. I want to hear it. Eating nachos or the, the the white cheese popcorn and they're lick and when they're all done licking the, bag, the fingers every finger no you can't wash your no. fingers in your mouth oof Ugh. well i mean there's people who do all sort of things on planes that are just that are just despicable really like people the best is the person who cracks open that plastic clamshell filled with like a real hot stinky meal like a like sausages and garlic and think, pe- like uh, just whoosh, whoosh. think about what you know what before I make fun of anybody, I always think, like, do I do it? Like, if I, the fingers right. thing, I've probably done it. You're at your seat. You don't yeah. think anyone's looking. You're clean. But not anymore. Not an airplane, though. That's, that's a ticket to sickness. And, and then they're going to shake your hand, maybe. Like, you think, why would they shake your hand? I, you know, there could be. I see someone sometimes doing that at the gym, like. Oh, you're, in your, you're giving your sponge bath with your hand, mouth to your fingers? Are you gonna wipe, is that your bath? You're in the dirtiest place in America. Yeah, you're filthy. Doing a sponge bath. Jesus. So I, anyway. When you you fly a lot, because you're a professional comedian. I am. <laughs> yeah, well, listeners, you don't know who Todd Glass is, then I don't know who you are. No, you, you know what they might maybe. I mean, there's all kind, every kind of person knows every kind of. I says, I, you know what? I don't know. Can I can I tell you why I don't care? You go ahead and say whatever you want, baby. <laughs> I will, motherfucker. Because uh, there's bands I don't know. It's not like yeah. I'm. What's a household name? Yeah, yeah. You know who. Whether it's Louis C.K., pretty right. much. Well, some people, not even that. You think Jerry Seinfeld, obviously. I'm always surprised by people who doesn't know who. Like, you really don't know what I'm talking about? I have this, uh, and this is a separate thing. It's more of an age thing. But I remember I was talking to some kids who never heard of Jamiroquai. And they were like, you know, they're like in their early 20s, maybe even younger. I was like, oh, you know that song, Virtual Insanity. You know, it's that, it's that song that's in all the Coke commercials and stuff. And I played it for them, and they were like, do not know. Have no recognition whatsoever of this song. That's like a. To you me, know what? You got it. Well, you could do whatever you want. But I try to be careful, and I err on the very careful side of. Yeah, there's times you should, but but let me tell you something. The smaller amount, just right. so you know where I'm coming from here. There are a small amount of times where you should give someone shit for not knowing somebody affectionately. In other words, if they're a comedian, look, you ask a comedian that's meant to be a comedian that's mm-hmm. 19 today, he knows who Roddy Dangerfield is. Right. He knows, because he's, he's a comedian, so at a young age, you should know who that is, and you'll give them some standards that they should know. But, a lot of times, it's, it, it, people give young people shit, and it's like, no, they don't know. They just, they're young. They just yeah, don't they, know. It's not their fault. Like they're, you know, that, yes, if they're a comedian, yes. But if it's just right. a regular person, then I go no. That you know what, kids today, if they're if they might be all right with comedy, but if they're not obsessed with it, it but they, some might not know who Ronnie Dangerfield is, mm-hmm. and that you can't be like, how do you fucking not know who Ronnie? Dangerfield? How do you? Well, that's that old thing, like the. Uh uh, there's an old joke because I used to do college radio and was in a lot of bands, like among all kinds of the indie kids and scene what instruments kids. And do you play? I, I played bass for a long time and then I played a little bit of drums. Basically, I played competent rock drums. I would say. Can I tell you one thing real quick? Yeah, I'm late to the game. Right. But I, I, for some reason, in the last year, took on a new appreciation how fucking cool uh, it is to play the bass. Like, <laughs> I, fucking know, cool. It, it looks is. like they just have like. Just a lot of rhythm, and they can fucking just groove. It's just, and a lot of, hey, if, if the band lets you, the bass can be like, my. I don't know anything about music, but we were watching a band. You know, that's not true. No, I know very little. I know that, really? I, that I like music, 
That but means I you. I think to 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 like music is to know about it, right? I feel like that that's the case because there's a lot of people who I'm, you meet who are like, oh, you just don't like music, really. No, I do like music. But you like music. Maybe you I know, know a little music. more than I think. I, do, I didn't know what my friend meant. I go, uh, he goes, I, I, I never paid attention to a bass player except for this right. band. And I was like, I don't even remember their name, to be honest. But I was like, fuck, this bass player. It's like, why am I? He goes, he's almost lead bass. And I went, oh, is that why I'm noticing it? He goes, yeah, yeah. he's like lead bass. He's like, he's playing the, and, I'm, and I think I know what he meant. But well, Some uh, people would say um, that that's a bad thing, maybe, because you're not supposed to, if you, it's like the, if you see the editing in a movie, it's bad editing. Because wow. you're like, oh, I'm noticing this thing that's supposed to be seamless. And same with the bass. I guess it depends. I, I mean, liked it. Depends on your level of music. But why? What do you? What stuff do you? What's, what's, what are you into, man? What's your? What's like your stuff? What's your music, baby? What's like your sound? Can I tell you? What I'm you jealous that you have more. With? All I have is. Oh, let me play, get one a good one, a new one. How, How about, about this? this? You, you like, like this one? I like. Here's my favorite one. Is this one right here? Good night. Wow. This is not a test. This is just the emergency broadcast system seeing if we're going to be okay when the tornado comes. This ain't no goddamn test. This is just emergency broadcast system letting off a sound to make sure we know it's going to work when we fucking need it to work. You know how much fun it, it is to play? I never take it for granted to be able to play... I mean, while I'm doing that, I, right. I get I step out of it for a second, which is fine. It makes me yeah. go back in and appreciate it and go, yeah, this is what 12-year-olds do. And I get to fucking do it still, and I'm glad. Well, isn't that... That's, <laughs> is I that mean, crazy? That t- you think, I don't well, think it's crazy at all. Why I think- point it out? Because, because I don't think about it all the time. There are times I will step out of having fun like that and go, you know, other people my age aren't doing that. They're just like, no, right, I don't do that also... anymore. That's what the, you do in the basement when you're 12. I That's why 12-year-olds are so happy. What are you guys doing over there? Okay, cut it out. Okay, it's breakfast time. <laughs> and when I say 12, 16, 17, yeah. just a, a just, you know, uh, I used to do fake radio shows with my friends in my basement. Really? Yeah, just like this. I used to do some stuff Not like that. This we is do real, though. prank calls. You made a lot of prank calls? Yeah, that was like, I mean, I, I've done it recently. I used to do it. The like, other what, do you, what would be a prank call you do? Well, modern day or old time? Give prank. me both. Well, modern day, I tend to call corporations and try to talk to people who work at the call centers on sort of like a personal level and basically see how much ridiculous shit I can kind of get them to to be on board with like sometimes i'll try to like uh i'll do like an accent that i think is sort of sympathetic so they'll sort of be um what's the word you know they they sort of have empathy for you like if you if you play a character when you talk to someone you don't know and you act like you're stupid and they're smart it tends to let people you you can you can get away with a lot of shit you can be like wow you're right well i didn't know oh really the hair you told me hair falls out and grows back i thought you had the once i thought it was all up in your head coiled up like shit, like you can just say shit and they'll go, no, actually, yep, I know it's crazy, but the hair actually, it grows there. You're kidding, you're kidding me. Hold on. Thomas, he, this guy, this lady's telling me that that's why you have to use shampoo or shit like that. Like people would just hey, go along with Can I tell you it. why? I- to, I asked you which type you did because right. there's ones that I like and ones that I don't like. And I think the reason I did like the Jerky Boys is because a lot of times, like in yours, no one, you know, 
okay, I'm not an angel. Yeah, are you are you are you messing with someone a little? Yeah, but no, you're not making anyone a fool. Like no. you're just if anything, you know, you're you're just playing a character. Like you know, like on a lot of the Jerky Boy stuff, right. they were they made me laugh because well, the one was mean calling the guy that would get so upset. But Sometimes they would, one. but I but you know, but but most of them were like. There was no victim. It wasn't like calling mm-hmm. up and being mean or like going, go fuck yourself. It was like, you know, there's no, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, I'm going to murder you in your yard. No, I never did that. Well, a friend of mine did once and I was there. No, I'm kidding. He said it? Honestly, I'm kidding. He said murder? What if people think, well, is he serious or is he kidding? Who? When I just said, uh, I would call people and say, I'm going to murder you. <laughs> there you might be a listener like that? that doesn't know me that well and go, I don't know. Maybe there's some truth. They, that's why, you know, the danger is there is a lot of truth. Uh, I, I grant it. The expression, there's a little bit of truth in everything. It's right. true a lot of the time. There oh, is definitely. sometimes somebody jokes, but there's a little truth. But the danger is sometimes there's not. It's just because absurd is funny. Mm-hmm. So if you take that through and through, it can you know make me not want to do a lot of jokes because I'm like, well, if there's truth to everything. I feel like that's good though because it's I, I think about because I think about a lot of dark stuff a lot of times. Like I always think about like, oh, what's the worst thing that could happen right now? Sometimes it's like, oh, this baby could get hit by a car and its brains could splatter on my food and I wouldn't know it and I just keep eating and I'm eating baby brains or something. You know, like the thing where you just you're sitting there and you, next thing you know you thought about the worst thing in detail that could have happened. Like, oh, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a mind criminal. I'm a, I'm a heinous mind criminal because I just thought about this. <laughs> but if you joke about it, then it's like a thing where you're like releasing that v- darkness valve right. kind of thing. So sometimes it is good to be twisted and absurd. Right. And I, I, I agree with you. You said it beautifully, by the way. So that's why it is important uh, to uh, to sometimes just be uh, so absurd makes me laugh. Like absurd, yeah. you know. Like and then later, so, like I'll be honest. Like and I feel it's even weird that I thought about this. But for some reason, when I was on Getting Dug with High, uh-huh. I said my mom watches his show. And you know what's so funny? I felt bad the first time I said it, but I could have ended it. Why Now I realize I'm going to say it again. Like, why won't I let it die? Right? So here's what I said. Because we're talking about absurdity. Mm-hmm. This is a reason to bring it up. So I just thought, for no reason, out of nowhere, I go, yeah, my mom watches his show. And Doug goes, she does? I go, yeah, she sits at home and plays with her pussy and watches his show. <laughs> then I started feeling like, what, what, what if that's... what? Is that funny? Maybe it's not. And when I wasn't high, I rethought it out. And mm-hmm. I was like, but absurd is funny. To me, What that's so absurd. Now, is there truth to everything? I'm going to tell you, no. There's right. no truth to that. Well, you don't know that. <laughs> Doesn't it seem like my mom got a hold of me? I don't know how well you me? know your mom, but maybe, you know. I don't want to even go there, actually, but it's something where... My mom calls me on the phone. Physically possible. Do you have a phone voice? Two, two. Todd. Todd. Hold on here. Todd. Todd. Todd, 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 hello, Todd, Todd, it's your Todd, hello, what's going hello. on there, it's your hello. mom calling from a bad phone, hello, it's, <laughs> I got a bad line here, hello, I mean, when you talk, I got a bad line, two, two, give me your mic, <laughs> you want my mic, I'm, you can use this, it, I'll, me, I'll, I'll trade it, two, 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 one, two, two, one, two, two, one, two, 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 Two. Oh my god. Dueling. Christ. Christ. Check. Check. Blair. Blaring. Blair. Blaring. Big old dicks. Two. Two. Yep. Two. Two. Yep. Buckers. Buckers down. Big. Large deer. Large deer. Two. Two. Yep. Two. Yep. Daddy got cancer. It's coming back. 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 Back.
feel better. That'll get a lot of fresh. Hello, Todd. It's your mother. Now I want you to go on that podcast of yours. Todd, that's embarrassing. I told you that in confidence. Now, Todd. I, I, Mom, I know. It's me, Todd. I know. Okay, take that stupid thing off your voice when you call me, Todd. Fine, I'll take it off. You can't use it, all your toys all the time. Fine, I'll take, I'm taking it off. It's me, Todd, no, that's Mom. That's very embarrassing. Why? Why well, is it embarrassing, Mom? Because I told you that in confidence. Now go in your regular podcast, the one you do in your back of your house. Oh, I'm there, I'm there right now, actually. And you tell, And you tell people that you made that up. It's embarrassing. Now everyone at my... You know all my friends listen to Getting Dug With Do they my, really? My point is, what if that really happened? You remember what we yeah. did, right? So anyway... I'm surprised they don't. Yeah, yeah, Mom. What is it? I got the well, gift. Thank like, you. I like it. I like the towels. They're great towels. Well, listen, you make me like I'm the bad person. All my, You know my friends came up to me the other day? I'm sure they I'm, come up to you every day. And they go, oh, Maureen, is it true you play with your pussy and watch the Getting Dug With High? That was embarrassing for me. I look like... It's, I tell them my friend, my son is a comedian, and then they hear you do stories like that. Well, that's hey, a, it's a joke. I'm mind my own business, but is there any time I'm allowed to, you know, ask you not to do something? It's a joke. It's a comedy. It's a comedy Why joke. Why is it a joke to tell people I play with my pussy? Because Why is it funny? Well, because it's uh, I don't because it's absurd. Well, maybe I'm just getting old. You don't play anymore. I, I mean, you know. no. Stop it. Okay, just just doing a joke. Oh my God. Sorry. Your brothers gonna... listen to that show. Really? Now every time they see me. Look, I'm going to tell you right now, do not play this on your podcast. Too late. We're, we're doing, we're doing oh a live stream, God. actually. It's a live stream. I'm sorry about that. You think it's fair? You know what? I'm just going to say it. I don't care if you're live streaming it. You think you're... I forgot to do the voice. Do you think you're friends? Oh, my God. You know, now when your brothers look at me, you know what they think. You're playing with your pussy. Exactly. Exactly. They think you're out there downtown munching around with your hand. I come on now. Sorry. It's still my mom. Yeah. I to tell you the truth, I have a safe word on my show. I don't want to bring it to Do the show because really? this is your show. But I have a safe word. And can I tell you, I like having it. That's a good idea, actually. Because when you want to tell the truth and you need to get it out of the way that mm -hmm. it's not, it's so convenient, for, at least for me. Wait, so you have the safe word is for when you're like, okay, no more. It's ne I'll give you an example. It's yeah. never for a lie, because I don't care. You can lie and use it. It's just yeah. to say you're not doing a bit. So the bit is, you'll be like, no, no, I'm being honest, to George Carlin. That became ours, instead of swear to God, basically. All now, right. it doesn't matter. You, here's the thing. A lie, you can lie, you can get out of If you go to yeah. George Carlin, I didn't steal. That's not what it protects. It protects that you're not doing a bit. Right. Sometimes I like to let them know. In my podcast. No, I, I've listened to it and I heard that. And yeah. I, I remember that now. And that's that way, like, and they yeah. trust you. And yeah. it's great to have once in a while when you're telling a story and everyone in the room doesn't believe you. I go, to George Carlin. You watch everyone's face. I go, huh? He's telling the to truth. George Carlin. He's telling the truth. I and then they'll go with you as opposed to being worried. Is this a bit. Okay, you're not being strung along by yes. like a, a really dry bit. Yeah. And I don't, to be honest, I don't <clears> like when that's done to me anyway. Yeah, I mean, I like to do it to strangers, but to, like to friends. You don't just to lie to people like on the airport. Like the rental car, like what my what my job is, or just anything. I went to lie to a TSA agent, and I thought oh, about wow. afterwards, like I shouldn't have done that. I think that. Can I be honest? Yeah, that's all right. I'm just talking about strung along in a bit. In other words, yeah, like some people don't like this. Like I know John Doerr, he does not like to George Carlin because it'll stop him from doing a bit. But right. I argue, I go. He's very dry. Right, but if I if you can't fool me. In other words, you're going to get me a lot. Like, when I'm gotten, I love it. So there are, you think, well, doesn't your George Carr end all bits? No, it ends the ones where you know. What it 
makes you not have to do to me you know when your uncle does the thing with your hand or whatever you know the pulling the thumb, the thumb trick yeah okay well, if you have to act like that's real that's annoying yeah and that's what to me if, if someone's doing a bit and i go is this a bit and they go no but i know it is and i gotta now just keep doing it to humor you you didn't get okay me. i was there right if wishes were horses right it's not true the story you're telling me it's not true so if i say to george Carlin, it ends it now half the time you know i don't say to george Carlin because i don't smell it's a bit then you get me but if you don't get me george Carlin just makes you have to go no i don't want to be strung along on a it's like i'm just playing along i don't believe you so now i'm not even really invested say in, it to george carlin no to george carlin to george carlin yeah. i'm um i'm a, not a i'm not a medical doctor to George Carlin, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor. Yeah, I'm literally not a medical doctor. But I was going to say to George Carlin, my mom really does not watch the show. I wouldn't think so. But, you know, my mom would watch something like that. She always watches the stuff where, like, why are you watching this? Why are you watching Wait, the thing? That's... How did you find this, for one? <laughs> How did you even find this existed? And then why are you... Uh, oh, my God, that's she so She drags funny. her friends to the theaters, like, to watch it multiple movies multiple times. she go, like... We're going to go see it again t tomorrow. Like, why? You saw it. <laughs> I mean, it's not, it's not bad. I just, I just don't no, get it. it's adorable. Where does she live? She lives in Minnesota. What's her name? Her name's Elise. Wow. How, uh, is she married to your dad? Uh, not anymore, but they, they were married, yeah. Yeah. Do they, do they talk? Yeah, I guess a little bit. Not like, not a whole lot. They're still both in Minnesota. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like most parents are divorced at, at some point in time. It's pretty rare to find a couple that's been together for more than like 30 years if they do it's kind of like what's yeah i don't know I'm, i mean i'm sure we think this of course the same thing in this yeah. area it's like you can have a uh you know what's nice you know what's you know what's really cool like if, if and it proves there is an end no one wants to feel like they're trapped into anything and there is mm -hmm. an end uh, there should be an end to marriage death. an easy end death <laughs> no uh be, that it be amicable yeah. and you know you can uh there, the, oh, that's what I was going to say. You know what's as beautiful as a beautiful marriage and this, uh, is a amicable split up? And mm -hmm. by the way, even if they're not the norm, I'll, I had one. You did? Yeah, and more than amicable. When was that? Now, granted, I get it. If no one cheated on anybody, it makes it easier. But yeah. So there, I get there's in-betweens. I'm mm -hmm. glad I said that. Otherwise, people are like, it's not always that easy. But a right. lot of times it can be. And even if it takes work. An amicable split up, and I only know, I'm not talking about my own, because I'm not commenting on my own, but when I seen it, when I go, oh, wait, you used to go out and they're at a Christmas party together, or my friend Lynn golfs, yeah. my friend Jordan golfs with his old, with his ex-wife's mm. husband. He goes, you know what? We get along. Like, I didn't hate my ex-wife. He wow. goes, and no one knows her better than him. So, like, we actually get along really that's well. That's interesting how that works. See, to me, that's something where I don't see how that, I personally don't know how I could do that yeah i just it seems like a thing that would be just weird and uncomfortable well you know what there can be different levels yeah like okay maybe you don't want to do that but mm -hmm. maybe you don't have to talk bad about each other maybe yeah. you can get to a point of you know so that's just as i'm that's just to me as admirable so how long ago did you have an amicable and by the way that's what i mean about uh, when you said there's not that many people that are married and then if you divide the ones because the, obviously the only ones were in awe and they exist and we are in awe of them we're right. just trying to get a number here yeah if you're 75 or 80 and you're married happily I fucking get it, and I've seen it. Mm -hmm. But out of all 100%, what? Do you think it's maybe, what, 20, 25% Ooh. of married people that are actually happy? Out of the 50%, it's divorce rate, right? Mm -hmm. Is that, yeah, so I think it's at least 50. Maybe okay, higher, now out actually. of that 50, how many do you think are genuinely happy? Who are still together? Yeah, we're not just saying together, because you can be together and unhappy. But out of that yeah. 50%, how many do you think are happy? I don't know. I bet very few. 
20%. Well, you mean happy in their life or happy in the relationship? Doesn't mean you can't argue here and there, but yeah, I'm not going to mix words. Overwhelmingly, mm-hmm. everyone gets into a fight, everyone, but overwhelmingly, they are happy. They enjoy each other. They go out. They enjoy life together. They, they're, they're just in a healthy marriage that you're admirable of. Got nothing. I have no idea. I really don't. I feel like... Uh, I d- you know what? The truth is I probably don't either. I feel like any, I feel like most people who are comedians probably come from a place that they just didn't have like a the most normal of upbringings. So there's sort of like this, they have like a weird like angle on stuff like that. It's not really uh, normal. You know what I mean? I feel like most people either, either think they're boring, their lives are boring and they're not boring or it's like stuff where I'm like, what the, are you serious? I used to think I was normal. Really? I know. When did you find out you weren't? Well, it was good news because I thought, look, normal, abnormal comes in different ways. You don't right. have to have a drug problem. You don't right. have to have a... That's actually pretty normal now, especially yeah. in Florida. Hello? Hi, Hello, Todd. I'm on home. Hi, this is David Jansky from the uh, Florida Pharmaceutical Coalition. We're just trying to see if you need any Oxycontin. Oh, my dear. We've Why got... do you call so late? Well, because I'm, we know... I'm my pro- mom again. Why do you call so late? Well, we know you're up. We can see oh, it through the TV. True. We've got cameras on the TV now. What do you so. do? You bring it over to the house? We have a guy deliver it. His name's Stan. Oh, He's a nice guy. He smells good, clean. But, uh, Thank you. It, it is drugs, and it is a di- highly addictive substance. Oh, it's all right. I don't, I'm not addictive. Okay, we're just going to bring it by then, just in case. They'll be, be in a shoebox in the back door. All right. I just, what do I do with the money? Oh, it's free. We're just going to get you onto it, oh, and once uh, you. once you are onto it, we'll start charging you for it. Well, I just sit home and play with my pussies. Well, this will make it all the much more funner. <laughs> Nothing feels better than playing with that puss on Oxycontin in a Florida town called who knows what. <laughs> the old Oxycontin. It's so, I am so jealous. Let me make this very clear. So, this sound thing that you have... I'm so jealous because yours is easier. I thought you had one of these. I really did because we because I know we talked about this at a, at a show at the Lyric Hyperion about maybe two years ago. Well, I thought it was. I have something like it. You know, you, right. you talked to me like I'm a liar. No, I saw. He's like you said you had no. one. See, I didn't look, say the brand. Here's why. Oh, I did say Roland. I brought this out in front of I you. I did say Roland. You said Roland. And look at that. There's a there's a pedal switch in there. You told me about that. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, that's I, so cool to you because I love using this live, but sometimes it's kind of a pain to now, set it. Now up. I get what you're saying because mine was a Roland, but it mm-hmm. was completely different than that. Well, this, this this is the new model. The previous model was called the VT1. It was orange. No, mine was black. Okay, then you don't you don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, you don't like music as much as you claim to like music. Because uh, I know a lot about music, okay? I know so much about fucking music that if someone starts talking about music around me, chances are I'm going to fucking leave the room because I don't want to even get started. I really don't. Sometimes, I, I'm not kidding, I just don't want to get started with music. It's like, you want to open up that box? You know, my friend went to three concerts this weekend, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday mm-hmm. at Red Rock in Denver. Okay, that's a great place. Send me, send me a lot of pictures, and I was like, it makes me, I forget how much they do with just, like, lasers and oh, lights. Man, and nuts. And video now. He said they were projecting stuff up on the rock. It was who was fucking it? absurd. You know what, I, if you go online and look who was there Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, I didn't realize how many opening bands there were. Like, a lot of times there's three opening bands. Was this the String Cheese incident? What's that? That's a, it's like a jam band that may, probably has played at Red Rock many times. Really? Galactic. Um, could have been Government Mule. Galactic sounds familiar. It's like a New Orleans band. It's like a funk band. He said sometimes, you know what's cool, which I think is cool if you're in a band, I guess you can do it with comedy too, mm-hmm. but uh, 
you know, they can see a musician somewhere in the most obscure place mm -hmm. that's doing this. He goes, that's what it had to be. There's some guy that came out. Like, I've never seen anyone. Like, he played the violin and he had that and drums. That's it. Really? So he, I thought, wonder if they, someone that knows that was there is probably going, Todd's a little off on this, but I'm close enough. Because the point is, I'm probably off on the instruments. I thought it was like violin and drum. Banjo. Oh, banjo. That makes a little bit more. Banjo and drums. I Maybe. I don't know what it was. I don't even need to know what it was to make my point. My point is they can go somewhere and see something somewhere and mm -hmm. go, oh, and put that in front of their audience. What do you and, mean? You know, like, have, you know, if, you, if you're working somewhere, if you're not, if some of the bands that open for them probably have a name already themselves. I right. get it. But I bet they do some obscure people every so often. Oh, I think so, definitely. You, you, that's, that's the idea. If you're a big band, you want to have, oh, give someone, it's like you have, you have someone open for you, I'm sure, sometimes. You're like, oh, this yeah. guy I'm going to have open for you because yeah. I think he's funny, but he doesn't, it's not as known. Right. But if somebody opens for me, no offense to myself, it's at a comedy club, mm -hmm. and I'm sure they're happy to do it. But imagine who sees you, you know, uh, uh, you know brings you in front of you know ten thousand people yeah and oh, that's, that's, like, that's a little different and you're a band and you're one night you're playing somewhere in hawaii and two weeks later you're playing in front of you know whatever five thousand people or uh -huh. more i'm sure that happens all the time to yeah me, that would be fucking crazy i can't imagine performing comedy that many people yeah. what's the what do you know what the largest amount of people you perform to eating parts i need a drink yeah um yes i do uh i mean you know close right uh I think at Madison Square Garden with Jim Gaffigan was Damn. probably about 15,000. Wow. I will tell you this. Even it's not fun, is it? Com comedy doesn't belong in that big of a room. Mm. But would I do it? I, I don't, if I, yes, I would, I would probably. I know the circumstances that I would have to do it if I did it. But overwhelmingly, even those artists say most of the time. This most of them go, yeah, yeah, it's, it's not something I would want to do again. I'm glad I did it. Mm -hmm. you know, but, so, and then Louis C.K. at the Forum, probably around nine, ten thousand 10,000 as well. And... I, a testament to having an audience that I think is smart, smart meaning comedy savvy, or yeah. how about artistically savvy? Right. It's widen the scope. Most yeah, people. Cool. Yeah. Fresh. Artistically savvy. Uh, it, it's amazing what the difference, you know, how, what it could be like with those type of people in there. Mm -hmm. Like you could hear, you, it was pretty crazy. It, it was quiet. Oh, really? Yes. There was like, and I made the pre-announcement, wow. but you can't mold them into this unless they're already something special yeah. to begin with. And I just said, look, I know this is nine. For Louis, he, Louis, Jim Gaffigan doesn't let me, but Louis just says, yeah, do it. I don't care what the fuck you say. <laughs> so I go, look, this is crazy how intimate this could be. I know there's a lot of people here, but we've done it before. Mm. And if everyone's just real respectful, no, like, hey, what's that joke reminds me of something dumb I fucking thought of a month. Oh, no one wants to hear it next yeah. year. Just focus. This can be crazy intimate. And I think then that sets them off. But they okay. already have to be something special. That announcement can take them some. So with that type of audience, it's amazing. I mean, it, can, it was pretty amazing. Like, it, it wasn't bad. But I wouldn't want to do it in front of somebody else's audience that might have a rowdier audience. Right. Because I don't, I don't think I'd enjoy it. And you can't, like, get a sense of anything. Because you're like, I used to watch those Cat Williams shows. I'm like, how is he doing this stuff? Because he's so... It seems like he's getting... Maybe, maybe he doesn't get anything from them. Because you can't really respond or anything you know some guys i could see it working for more than others right you know subtlety's lost so if there's no subtlety maybe mm -hmm. maybe it's a little easier but i'm sure there's other things too i love subtlety i'm a big fan of i'm a, I'm a big i'm a really big fan of subtlety i like subtlety Todd, yeah it's your mother why does he talk Oh, I'm doing Kevin the Meanie, I think. Kevin Beanie? Yeah. Who's that? Why do you do that? Oh, right. oh, the, the guy talk the to radio. me, father, like that. You don't have to. Your brother doesn't talk to him. I don't care. Is that the guy from the radio? 
Kevin Meany is a was was He's a. On the radio. Do you know who Kevin Meany is? I don't think I do. Kevin Meany is a comedian, big pants people. Okay. Go go home. Here, here's a great thing to learn right in okay. the middle of the show. Learn who. And by the way, see here I could go. How do you not know who Kevin Meany is? But I have to understand. You know, like uh, you know, he he wasn't you know as popular as he was maybe in the later years. Mm-hmm. So you know what you say to someone instead of giving them shit instead of I can't believe you don't know them. Just say. You know what? To go home, watch some YouTube clips, get to know Kevin Meany. I mean, and then they'll the, know him without feeling yeah. they're getting yelled at. I'm one of the first people to admit I really don't know as much comedy as most comedians. Like I know probably I know significantly less about it because I really just I mean, I came up listening to mainly music and I liked stand up comedians who had a musical either like a musical vibe, like they where they talked sounded interesting, or it was someone who was like a like a really incredible performer, like a musician, yeah. such as yourself. Thank you. I feel like remember the first time I think the first time I saw you was at Comedy Death Ray at the M Bar, probably like in two thousand five, and it was like this thing like oh I'd never seen anything I'd literally never seen anything like that before I was like I didn't know comedy could be like that, so it was something where that felt like you're seeing like a musician sort of thing as opposed to seeing someone just talking about, I don't know. There was that aspect of yeah. it. So I feel like I just don't, I don't get into a lot of stand-up just because I yeah. feel like... But you know, I bet you know still a shit ton. Um, I, I guess I do kind yeah. of, but not like... But watch Kevin Meany. Like, Kevin find a few Meany. things and watch. He's If this means anything to you, like, he... The, the look, he was funny till the, he died about a year ago. He was funny till the day okay. he died. How he old was still, he when he died? He was probably sixty. Okay, he, so di- he shouldn't have died. Different generation, definitely. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, no, still he just didn't perform as much in the later years. Maybe okay. as, as but um, but yeah, more like you know, like ninety five to mm-hmm. you know, there was a huge chunk, and he went out and did this act. Find that hour specially did because you'll really have to watch him for an hour it's you will love it okay it is such a commitment to absurdity and to me like if this means anything this inspires you to go learn about him uh, and by the way the greater they are the greater they are the more unique they are mm-hmm. you can't watch one thing to learn about them sometimes you luck out and the first thing you pick you're like right. this really tells you who he is sometimes it's four or five things you watch that you'll be like holy fuck this guy it might have been to me and if I had to pick with a gun to my head, I don't right. know why this is going to happen, but there's a gun to my head. The funniest person, but also slash performance, because it was okay. the together. <clears throat> the writing that, meets to make the you, performance. It was, like, it was like a crafted, it's like if they created this thing, they go, we want this guy, he does comedy. But it's so tight, it's almost like a one-man show. Uh-huh. But it's not, it's stand-up comedy. But it's absurd, and it pull, pulls back, and something keeps happening over and over again, so the laughter can build and build and mm-hmm. build, the more repetition. It needs so much repetition that it makes people either hate it, or it makes them fucking want to fucking explode. So well-crafted that... You're either going to hate it or it's going to make you want to explode. And that's what you got to see people do. Or some nights it went horrible. But after he had his hour special, mm-hmm. which I like to see him. It was fun to watch him. He's bomb. American. It was, what? He's American? Yeah. Okay. And it was fun to watch him bomb some nights, the people that didn't get it. Because number one, he didn't want to bomb. I don't think it's cool to want to bomb. But if you're doing what you do yeah. and no one's getting it, I, then I'll enjoy it. I don't think it's hip to bomb. Yeah. He didn't. He would try his hardest. He would do his due. But some nights, the masses of that audience weren't into it. So mm-hmm. that you'd call it bombing. It didn't mean 30 or 40% of the audience didn't also love it. But after his special, I also liked watching this two more. 400 people. At a club in New York, I emceed all five shows that fucking 
loved him. <laughs> oh, nice. And it was a powerfully, uh, it was a good room to be in because no one could love him that much. And you know the word I want to use. Just had to be creatively open-minded and silly. And, and it was fucking amazing. It was magical to be in a room with 400 people and watch him perform. I must have seen him but at some point. You know what? I didn't like him. Here's why. Sure, I try to be positive <laughs> after all that. You know, I saw him, but it just it just wasn't. It was, was like, it? like it was I want like to agree with. It. I just frozen don't. cheesecake. Thank you. What are you gonna do? He... Cheesecake boats are coming. We're gonna party tonight. Cheesecake, but bo- that's uh, what he had a that, joke about that. Yeah, the, cheesecake boats. The kids are, coming? are all going down to the. What the cheesecake boats are coming. The cheesecake boats are coming. Something. The cheesecake like. boats are coming over here. We've got a little bit of cheese. You gonna get a drink of water? Is that okay? Yeah. What will you do while I'm gone? I'll just do stuff. Honestly, this is one of my favorite things about this podcast is I like to do a thing where... How am I doing? You're doing great. How do you feel like you're doing? I'm having a good time. How do I? How am I doing? You're doing great. How am I doing? Am I... Hey. Am I I, I doing okay? I found out that I, if I could sing, if I don't have to worry about the words. You heard the song. You heard the song, Bad Boy. Bad Boy. Bad Boy by the Jive Bombers. I'm gonna play it. Such a great song. I love it. It's incredible. Makes me think of like a David Lynch murder scene. <laughs> wow. From the dancing people in the window, everything's perfect, and then something horrible going on just so close back in the guest house. Or like maybe like, you know those tennis ball throwers for dogs? Someone getting beat to death with one of them. Just like, it would take so many hits. It would take like a hundred hits. How about one scene, two dogs are fucking in the window? Yes. Then it cuts to a guy and a dog fucking in a window, going back and forth. And that's why that guy got killed. Picture it, the dog and the guy. Uh, then, the, then the two dogs. Beautiful. Then the guy walks in on his dog fucking this man. He's like, what are you, get away from my fucking dog. Cause you always find me right there in the shade. I need a fucking hammer. This is a tennis ball thrower. I'm gonna go get a drink of water. Go get it. I'm gonna get a drink. Of water, I'm gonna be right back after I get a drink of water. Go get some water. <laughs> That's funny. That's funny. We just had a, the mixer got unplugged, we're, we're, we're doing just fine here, the mixer got unplugged, but we're going to replug it back in and we'll have some more music coming back up here. Just so you know, you are listening to live to tape here on the Feral Audio Network, 
what you want to do is you want to go and rate and subscribe to the podcast. You want to do the subscription first, then rate it, then review it, and do all those things. You can, that'll, that's going to be the best option for you there, pretty much. We're going to get this song back in the road here. Uh, you, you want to subscribe, you want to rate and review. Also, just you know, check out everything else on the on the Feral page. Make sure you're up to date. Make sure you've got uh, all your clicks in a row and uh, your dicks lined up and everything like that. And just you're, you're gonna feel it's gonna be a good feeling for you mainly that you got that. There we go. I'm just a bad boy. If you're in town, if you're in the Los Angeles area, you want to come down by to the satellite on July second great show called Kiss My Ass featuring myself, Dicker Troy Johnny Pemberton, Josh Fadum DJ Doug Pound and all said sort of other mess of heap of trouble there it's going to be a great thing to check out again this is a song called Bad Boy by the Jive Bombers pretty much understand what I'm going for now. You get it. This is the thing. This is where we are. You're here and here's coming back and he's gonna trip on a guitar. Backy, backy, birthday out there in backy, backy land. Hope you're having a real good backy birthday. <laughs> Heard your dad had a back birthday. What that means? It means it's, it's halfway there. Hey, yeah, you're having a backy birthday. Call us up if you're having a backy birthday. We'll talk about your backy birthday on the air. I'll tell you what, we'll take the 54th call. Backy. Fucking backy birthday. Tell us why you're having a backy birthday. If you're the funniest one with the backy birthday, you'll get put into our basket. And then once a year, we'll pick someone out of the basket. You'll get a free trip to Disneyland. Well, I pretty much had a fucking birthday party every time. How old are you? I'm 48. <laughs> what are you laughing at? I'm fucking Bill Burr over here. I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> no, I'm not laughing at you in, in the present. <laughs> I want the high voice thing. I'm very upset. You can have it. You can have it. Can I tell you something? I went in. I very rarely do this. You know, even though we're in my studio, yeah. I'm, I'm much more relaxed mm -hmm. uh, doing this here because I don't have to worry about anything. And I'll tell you what, I'm having a great time. Great. Like I, I had a, not a stressful. I was traveling. I came home. And I'm always happy to be home. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> no, nothing major. But uh, Talk about the show? I'm in a great mood. It like made me just uh, leave the planet and just be silly. The show made you in a great mood? Yeah, your show. Oh, this show. Yeah. Not the... Because uh, how, how often are you traveling? You go out like almost every weekend, right? 
No? No, I go about half the year. Half the year. That's a lot. I love it. You do. You know why? Because I'm at the point, like, you always want more. Everybody wants more. It's, yeah. okay. it's okay to want more. It can motivate you. But uh, try to, you know, I know it's all cliche. I'm not giving myself credit for saying I love this. cliches. You do? Yeah, I like, you know, I like a little bit of cliche from the right person at the right time, such as right now. I don't know. If, maybe it is, but maybe it's not even cliche. But uh, I uh, just try to, I don't give myself for, uh, credit for saying it. I made right. that deal with myself. I don't give myself credit for saying anything like, you know, you really do just have to appreciate it. Sounds so corny, but you gotta appreciate your health. You take it for granted. I don't give myself credit for saying that. Fuck it, anybody can say it. Right. When I apply it, when I when I take a situation and diffuse it mm-hmm. with using logic and appreciation, how important it is, putting everything into place. So with that in mind, yes, sometimes I do want more, but I do try to remember what I have. Right. I'm, that I give myself credit for it when I do it. When I when I want something, but I also go look at what you have. So with that in mind. I don't mind it because although I would love to be working, you know, maybe bigger theaters, mm-hmm. well, the clubs I'm working are the are great clubs. So I'm out going out to not shitholes, not where they put the food before the. There's a great. There's a lot of great clubs, and I'm just happy that I get to work them, uh, where they put comedy first. Do you think they're even getting they better? Food. I think there there are a lot of clubs getting a lot better. I think they're figuring it out that wait, we can do what's right for comedy, mm-hmm. and still make money on food and drinks. And have a longer life, and we present it better. I think, yes, I think a lot of there's, because that's what heliums do. Heliums know that serve food, but not food that's going to affect the show. Not food. Mark knows it. Like fajitas. Yes, or like they they have to bring out 20 minutes late. You need that food that is, you know what? It can be better than, it can be really good. Right. But it's things they can get out quickly. Uh Not not shit. I'm not talking about having just deep fried food. Helium's food comes out, it Mm -hmm. looks attractive, but they can get it out. And I like that he doesn't know. He could make more money selling steaks, but he gets it. He gets it. The reason you get to serve that food Mm -hmm. is because you have comedians and they're coming to see them. So since they're coming to see them, serve food that puts them in a good light, meaning the type of food that once the show starts, you have most of it out already. Not at like some of the fucking, I won't even mention names where they're bringing out. Mention names. Not just some overlap. I get some overlap. You get a few dinners shooting out late. You're you're almost embarrassed because most good clubs, they really do. Most dinners are out already. Um, And if they're serving something, it's quick. They put it on someone's table. But some of the clubs where they're bringing in prime rib and salads on a big tray during the middle act. Oh, fucking close your doors. That's like the, that's such an ancient thing. That's that kind of thing is why I don't like. It's like I don't really do clubs ever. Yeah, I don't do those. That's the good thing. That's what I was saying. Yeah, that I don't have to go to those, and I can pick clubs like Helium or Acme or Comedy yeah. on State Street or or a, 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 a you know a Co- Bloomington the Comedy mm-hmm. Addict uh, or you know the DC Improv. Uh, uh, there are some you know there are there's so many great clubs. You know yeah. uh, a Vermont Comedy Club. Where they, you really go in and it's like, yeah, it's, they get comedy. They, they treat it with some, some respect. I remember one time seeing you come to a show early. It was some uh, L.A. show, like an alternative show. And you were like, oh, can I do this? Got to do this. Got to do this. You guys have to, there's too many seats. People are going to go in the back. Uh, why the lights up here? Was that the here? movie theater seating? Yes. And I saw, and you said three things that I was like, oh, this is exactly... It's like, yeah, this is what you got to do. You got to have, you gotta have yeah. music playing beforehand. By the way, can I tell you, it's funny that I remember that because there's not that many where 
I must have. And by the way, I'm always nice. I always go. Can I? Yeah. I always. I. I. I go. Can I tell you three things? Because you can do. I'm like. I'll be these it's are things. Easy. And, you're, and yes, you're right. I tell them if you're in a big theater, they're only getting 20 people. Tape off the back seats. Mm-hmm. That took two seconds. The guy. Hey, I give the guy credit. He ran, got some tape. He's like, you're right. I yeah. can darken the room. He goes, yeah, but you need it right when they're coming in. Not this bright. Put the stage lights on. Let that be the light that filters right. into the audience. That way they can see. It, 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 it's a good trick, you know, when it's going to be real small. Just put the stage lights on, even though normally I get it, you want to put them on. And then also, music. You can't seat people in a fully lit room oh. and expect 35, 40, 50 people to sit in a room that holds 150. And like, but it always amazes me. Like, I get wanting to help people. I get learning new things. But mm-hmm. I'll be honest, some mistakes I'm like... I'm still loving about it, but some mistakes, not all mistakes, but some I'm like, really? You needed me to tell you that? Yeah. It just kind of, sometimes just kind of makes sense because it's like you want to, if you're putting on a show, you want it to be a show. So it's this thing where I always think about music a ton before and after. Even I always used to make after playlists for when I would uh, extend the evening. So it's just, yeah, because when I would go on tour with Duncan, it's like always people want to, people want to talk to you afterwards. So it's not like it just lights are on. People were hanging out and wanting to I love get high you, and shit. So I love that you think about that because I, I think about it because when I go to other shows, like what a cool opening. That's why, which I'll make it quick. But uh, you know, I try to get. I have like a three piece band in a lot of places I go. They're local. Some of right. them I've used before. That plays while people are just being seated. Really, it extends the whole night. But even if you can't do that, let's say you can't mm-hmm. even do that, just what you play, like you were saying, you can make being sat. If you pick the right music, something mm-hmm. they didn't hear that day, you can make that like a fucking experience. Yeah, make, make it something that's interesting, not just some fucking boring... That's some shit they heard in the car. Yeah. Oh, right, like some radio rock. Yeah. Right, exactly. And you know how often they do that, where they don't think about it at all? No, they just put on like a playlist that they've, everyone's heard a thousand times. Yeah. And then everyone who works there feels the same way, because it's just like, here's that same shit playlist that has fucking, yeah. like the worst John Cougar Mellencamp songs, which I would, is all of them. If I owned a um, club, I would want... <laughs> <laughs> I just slipped that in there. <laughs> Sorry, John. Yeah, if I owned a club, I'd want the music to be someone, like if it was someone who knew a lot about music, especially new music, I'd want them to go, oh, whoever picked a playlist here... I'd have I get help with it if it was just going to be pre-recorded music, you know, or find cool things. Yeah, that can you uh, right away? That gives me a stomachache. Just really. Oh, by the way, it doesn't have to be Jackie a, Blue. It, about, oh, is that what that was? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that one I liked. I thought you were playing. This is th- my favorite song to play at a show. Or alternate between reggae and metal. Metal. I was in a metal band for a you while. You serious? Yeah, we were called. Um, my, my the name for my band was uh, Chicken Strips and Fluffernutter. <laughs> Chicken Strips and Fluffernutter. <laughs> I couldn't think. I was trying to stall. Oh, okay, you were not in a metal band. No. I was about to be really impressed. Seriously. <laughs> I wish I could. Do you, you like you, metal at all? I'm sure, you know what? I'm sure there's metal I like. Right. I don't, that's when I say I don't know a lot about music. A lot of times, like, I'll just have, like, even, uh, you know, uh, Chris Burden, a guy that used to do music on mm-hmm. the show. He was, like, 19 at the time. I always said, put new music on my phone. Ends up I love some of it. I mean, and, music, uh, music that's new in the world or new to you? Both. Uh, okay. but, but I also want new, like, you know, bands that are, hey, look, a lot of these bands you say are younger bands are probably 33, 34 yeah. years old. But 
that's still when a band sometimes can hit. So a mm-hmm. lot of those bands, you know, and you oh, maybe they've been playing for a while. They have a following, but they wouldn't be on my radar. Just like my brother wouldn't know who Paul F. Tompkins was. He really wouldn't? No, he wouldn't. His family wouldn't. Uh, yeah. No, no, they would know Paul F. Tompkins. Wait, actually, they would know Paul F. Tompkins because they know him from being. Right. But how, that's not a good example. Like, I mean, if, they, if, they, if he wasn't your brother... If he wasn't, yeah. Mm-hmm. If, if, if they weren't my brothers, somebody like that doesn't follow comedy. Alternate universe. Yeah. Just like I'm with music. Does that make sense? I'm, yeah, I didn't makes insult sense. Paul F. Tompkins, did I? Can you take that out? No, but you didn't insult him, Paul F. Tompkins. I understand what you said. It, okay, good. Exactly. It makes sense. Because I'm in sense. that league. You know, I'm in that league. So I don't know. Why am I talking about it? I shut up. It's too late. I we know. talked you about it. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. So, so let me make it make sense then. At least you're going to have to let me go longer. Do you want a soundtrack for it? Yeah. Okay. How about, um, I'm trying to think what's a good soundtrack for this. For, I'll let you pick anything What do you, you, what do you want. want to say exactly? What's sort of your idea? I want to talk your, about, sort of like your, I want to talk about to make everything make sense. So in my head, I don't feel like I, How's well, wouldn't it be better if there was no words in it? Yeah, you're right. Because I'm talking. That's a hard one. By though. the way, can I tell you something? Walk-in music. Now I know this makes it really hard. Walk-in music. Yeah, I have a theory. I'm listening. Now it makes it hard because there'd be some bands I really like. Just right. if, I, if I have this theory, you have to find cool. If I owned a club, I might mm-hmm. try this. It'd be the it, it's it's the thing that I'm starting to do now at clubs when I can't have a band. I'm just just it's a theory I have. Got it. No words. Ooh, that's a good idea because they're they're talking. They're yeah. the words, and and this is the music. It's noise pollution. Okay, two people are talking. Is that what's happening? Now I get it. In certain situations, yes, two, the band can be singing and people can talk. But at a comedy club, to me, it's more harmonious to walk in. To instrumental and, music and everybody's sitting around. Now you have to find cool, really clever stuff. It doesn't have to just be bullshit. You know, classical instrumental music. Right. You can you can probably get some really cool stuff. Something like this band called Booker T and the MGs. Really? Let me hear them. You, you've heard Booker T and the MGs. They sing that. They sing. They have that song called Green Onions. It's like a famous, you know, it's a song that. I like green onions in the morning. I like green onions at night. I eat green onions all the time, and that's. That's where I get thrown. I'm not good at the improv songs. I give up very quickly. This is Booker T and the MGs. Oh, I like this. Imagine you're walking to a club. Yeah. Can I tell you something else before you play this? Yeah. Can I ask you a favor? So lately I've been, because they, the way I did my hour special and they gel, gelled the whole house blue. When did you record it? At the Lear, but they like set dress it. It looked re fucking dick. So in town. Excuse my language, yes. How recently? Uh, about five months ago. And it was, they, 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 the whole room was blue. Mm-hmm. Like people walked into a sea of blue. Nice. And every blue. light was blue. Blue. It was full. Blue. Blue. Blue, 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 blue. See, if only I could sing. Blue, blue. Blue, blue. I saw you. I saw you. Okay, blue, that's, that's blue, enough. And blue, I apologize. Blue, 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 blue. Ba, 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 boom, ba, ba, boom, ba, ba. Um, so uh, I've been gelling all clubs blue. Mm-hmm. It's not that hard. It's you not travel that hard. travel with gels? I do. They're That's so easy. so fucking funny. I, you I know, sometimes it. I leave them there because I don't feel like getting them. Sometimes well, it takes plastic, 10 so. minutes to yeah. cover 5, 6, 10, 12, 15 lights. I did it where I was at last weekend. It, you walk into a blue room. Picture you, even if you don't have a band, because sometimes I don't. Right. Picture it's blue. People are coming up the stairs. Mm-hmm. I don't care if it's an open mic night and they set it up this way. And this music's playing. Now picture it. They're being talked. Walk to their seat. It'd be nice. Be very kind of uh, cinematic. I think is the word right. I would use. Oh, you know what? Follow me. Have you ever been to the club before? 
Oh, I haven't been to the club before, actually. Oh, well, I'm going to... If you don't want to sit up front, you don't have to. Some people like to. Some yeah, I don't want to sit up front. I heard. I don't like being talked to. I just want to watch. A lot of people are like that. How about those seats right over there? Those are great. Oh, cool. All right, so there you go. I think you guys take from here. Your waiter should be over here in oh, very, really? very quickly. This is, I haven't been to a comedy club in a few years, so I'm really excited. Okay, thank you. Oh, how about you be the guy that's asking too many questions, yeah. and I'm trying to be real nice okay, and get okay. away. But I'm, you finally sit down at your table, and yeah. then I'm like, well, anyway, so I hope you enjoy the show and, and uh, have fun. I, uh, is there a bathroom here? There actually is a bathroom okay. right over there with that big is, sign. Is that, oh, sorry, is that the only bathroom here? Uh, there's bathrooms also out at the bar. Okay, which ones are, they have stalls, right? They're, yeah, they're, I, don't, I don't, you know, Casey, you got to sit down for a thing. I, they both have stalls. Can you get up during the show if you have to go? Uh, sure. If you have to okay. go to the bathroom during the show, that shouldn't be a got problem it. at all. So you're all set. And, and uh, how, how much is it? How much is it for like a, a for a drink, like a beer? Like what kind um, of beer do you have? Do you have no, a multi times? Just one kind of beer. To, do you have draft beer? Because I mean, I like I like a draft beer personally. It's more fresh. To be honest, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, to be honest, um, well, I don't really I know the beer, have, like, but they're right on your table. If you have a no. oh, well, I, I just it's so dark. I have trouble reading. Oh, I, I can't. Right. I don't want to bring a well, flashlight you, out. You can get a yeah. You don't want to be oh, bringing a flashlight. Should I turn my cell phone off or just put it on vibrate? Or whatever? Uh, we ask you to turn it off. Yeah, but I'm if turn you, it off. If you're waiting for a call, Do you know how to turn? I don't know how to turn my phone off. I've actually never turned it off before. I don't honestly. I mean, all right, let me let me see it. All right, there you go. See, I mean, if you don't mind your your code, you want to push your code in. Well, I don't want to know your code. code. You can know it because I'm never going to see you again, right? Uh, Probably not. You, I'll, you me, type it in. It's I got seven seven nine seven. That's there you go. You, you go know ahead what? And type I, it in. I have an, I thought this was a. An, oh, it didn't an, work. I have an. I have an Android. Kathy, what's my code? Just, this is my code. I thought it was. Oh, well, you know anyway, what? enjoy, the, sir. Sir. Yeah. This is, I, I do have to go seat the rest of the okay. people. Just but one it, more question. I mean, sure. if we're sitting here, like, can I move this chair back from the table a bit? Well, we actually you shouldn't because we have a very limited area. I think you guys should be all right. That table doesn't have a candle. That, one, that table there doesn't have a candle. How come that? Oh, uh, you the, know what? That's a good question. Okay, I just think of. Uh, you know, and our headliner, I, Todd Glass. Uh, please don't tell him because uh, he'd be very upset. Oh, well, I, well, I won't tell him anything. I just I don't, unless he asks me a question. Uh, it's okay to answer well, a question. Enjoy the if show. He asks you a question. Enjoy the show. And okay. uh, and and uh, right. if you have any questions, I'm sure your waiter can ask. Yeah, answer yeah. Them I just want to know. Do they have something? Because I, I can't eat spicy food. They don't put spices in there without telling you, right? It's like there's no um, extra spices. I, I'm not great with the menu, but I know that you, you know, the menu's right here. Let me. Well, yeah, there you okay. go. There's your menu. No, like, again, I just can't see. But I need to turn the phone because I got a little, got a little flashlight in the phone. But I don't like the fajitas. It's so you know, bright. I ate the fajitas tonight for dinner. Fajitas, and they weren't too spicy. Oh, they sizzly, but they come out hot. They're not spicy hot. Well, they're, they're made like already. There's hot. six of them on a plate. Teeny, oh, they're, they're little ones. Oh, they're, six little ones on a plate. Of I know that only. Actually, you know what? Fajitas I, are no, different. I'm, I'm thinking of. I used to work in a Mexican. I used to be a restaurant manager, Mexican restaurant. No, fajitas. I, I worked. I first of all, I ate them for dinner. And okay. There's, and they're six little fajitas. They're pre-made. Each one has chicken or meat. Some chicken is meat, though, isn't it? I thought chicken was meat, right, Barb? Chicken is meat. When you chicken or beef. I'm sorry. Okay. I apologize. Chicken or beef, yeah. But so, so you know, some countries they do say meat for beef. That's what they mean when they say meat. They mean beef. There you go. Anyway, well, enjoy the show. Now, and wh- now which bathroom do you say? Is which one's the least busy of the bathrooms here? Well, both. Ba- Doesn't the blue room look nice? It looks. Oh, that's that's blue, isn't it? I'm red, blue, color blind, so it looks oh. red to me. It looks like a killing floor around here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, our bathrooms, both bathrooms have stalls. Okay. Was, does one have more stalls than the other one? Um, I don't. I think they're both about three or four. You don't know, do you? I don't. Okay. I'm I just, sorry. I, I gotta I go always... see people. I'm so sorry if okay, I could. Well, so can we can we stand up until the show starts? Well, I think we'd rather you see. I just have a back thing. 
you have like an extra pillow I could put behind my back. It's just, it's got, you know, something just a lumbar support. You know, lumbar, it's actually a sacral vertebrae thing, but I forgot my little pocket. It's got a little cutout where the sacral vertebrae, it's the bottom of the vertebrae. Okay, we don't have the a... tailbone is. We don't have a, a lumbar seat. Okay, though. well, maybe if you did, maybe you could just... Could you ask just one of those, the ladies at the service? Because a lot of times women have that because they can have I back tell you, problems. Can yeah. I tell you, in real life, if it was my club, uh-huh. I think I'd have you... I couldn't let you sit up front. I'd have to figure <laughs> out a way to get you in the back of the room, which could be the next part of this bit. How would I get you to get up? We want to sit up front. What? We love Todd. We've heard him on every radio show. We listen to his podcast uh, twice a day. The, the, this, the, the first row seat, somebody made a mistake, and uh-huh. I apologize. We can put you third row right over no, there. No, no, no. We're but, big fans of Todd. Okay, I made this shirt. We'll, this t-shirt that, I'm wearing it says, Todd Glass, I love you, uh, 1993 well, to, I, to uh, right now. Okay, here's what I'm going to have to do, sir. I'm going to have to ask you to sit in the third row. You wouldn't get these seats unless you were a fan of Todd Can I talk Glass. to Todd? Can I talk to him? No, Todd is I, backstage. I know, but I'm pretty sure he would be okay. Just tell him. Sir. Just tell him. Sir. Sir. No, 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 no. I'm really trying. Can you just go back there? And, Barb, will you go back there and just tell Todd that, um, you know, to George Carlin's mouth that he, see, I listen to the podcast and you just say to George Carlin's mouth and you're being serious about something. Because that's what it means. His safe word is when you say to George Carlin's mouth, it means, would you put that word in George Carlin's mouth? Because he'd spit it out because he's a truth teller. George Carlin's a truth teller. Sir. Yeah. I can't let you talk to Todd, and I do. My a f- company is here. So I'm going to have to ask you to get up. We need you to get out of this seat. Otherwise, I'm going to have to call the police. Do you know about Fastenal? It's a company that makes, anytime you've ever used a nut or a bolt, you've probably used a Fastenal product, and I'm a regional manager for them. So. And I'm going to need you to stand up, or okay. I'm going to have to call security. I, okay. really, I really don't want to do it this okay. way. I just but you're, just- you're, you're being difficult. Uh, just you're question. being nice, uh, just but you one did. more question. I know, and you're being you're being very passive aggressive okay. because your tone is very nice. One you have question. a very very nice tone, I, and you seem innocent. I have but one you're question. not. Do, you're not. Do you, do you have private security or is it the police? It's the police. The police. They have okay. guns. No problem. And I'm, you're not. I know them. Okay, believe me. All right, listen, sir. I'd rather you leave. Let, let, you we seem actually, like a nice guy. I actually rent to you a police officer. Pr- His name is Dan. Officer Dan. All the kids love him. Good luck getting okay, so on what his I'm going to need you to do, sir. I'm going to I'm going to need you. I'm going to I'll tell you what. You seem like a nice guy. I, I don't want oh, this. I'm a very nice if guy. You could just sit back here in this third row okay. and I'll tell you what I won't do. I'll just give it to you and your is this your your friend here? Yeah, my friend. It's just my friend. Okay. I'll give it to you and your friend and I will take the other two seats away. I'll give you your own table and I'll that tell you what I'm going to do. I'm going to throw over uh if you whatever your drinks are, I'd like to take care of them the rest of the night. We don't like to have to uproot people and put them oh, in different okay, seats. Yeah. So I'm going to put you three rows back. I got your drinks. Quick second candle just so Todd knows because I told him I emailed him and said we'll be the table with two candles okay if it makes you know what if you would move back to that table I'd give you two candles if that's what would make your night your drinks already are on me can you just make sure Todd knows he's looking out for a table with two candles right next to each other so they're almost I one will, wick and I'm going to personally I'm the one who goes backstage how close should the candles the be together because you think from far away he's going to look like it's going to look like one candle because you know how things tend to fuse together I will make sure that when I talk to him I tell him that he has a okay. fan that out of respect to him brought an extra candle I'll even say you brought it. You tell him Jerry Dinker's at the cable, the table. Two Jerry, candles. I got you. Okay, no, Jerry, Jared, J- Jerry Dinker. Jared, my Jared is actually my middle name, which is funny. Okay. Jerry, Jerry, Jared Dinker. Dinker. I'll just say Jared Dinker. Jerry, Jerry, Jared. Jerry, Jared. He knows me as JJD. I will say what is it? JJD. JJD. I will say JJD. Just so you know, I'm listening. He's got two candles. I'll put you in that third table. I got your drinks. I got you two candles, and then you're gonna have a nice night. So I need you to stand up, and I'll just walk you right back there. Can you just? We're just gonna be at the bar until the opening comedian's done. Can you just put us, bring us in after that? We, 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 we just came to see Todd. 
We need you to sit at your table now, sir. Well, I'll tell you what. Yeah, that is okay to go out to the bar, actually. Okay. Yo, you just want to hang out at the bar? Till yeah, hang out at the bar. Oh, that's no problem on. at all. You know, what, you know what I'm up to, don't you? Sure, <laughs> I'm going to get you out to the bar. <laughs> I just thought of my but Oh, sure, you're fine. Once you're out at the bar, then I can up the... Well, this is... I'm trying to do this in front of a house full of people. But if I get you out to the bar, I can, you know, maybe use a little more aggression to get this guy oh. out of the building. By the way, you're such a nice tone. In real life, you know what I would do if there was a guy like this? What? What would you do? In real life? Yeah. This guy obviously just has a serious. He's not a bully. He is. A, he just got. He might have a. He might have a serious a, a problem. He, like some sort. Some form of legitimate. Not just being a bully. A bully you can borderline or something like that. Yeah, I would. Mm -hmm. I would. I'll tell you what. I'd deal with it very gently, and I would take a lot of time if I genuinely mm -hmm. thought someone was harmless. Not just. Uh, there's a difference if you have all your faculties and you're a dick. Yeah. I would say, hey, I'd be nice to that person too. That's you. You. You don't try to bully anybody, but that person, when you needed to, you could up it at a different level. Uh, and then, but this person, there's probably never a time to up it. So what do you do? Now, that, well, maybe you could up it a little, but I'd like to do it with people out of the audience. Then I'll fucking punch him right in his face. Do you ever encounter people because it's like you have such a big following that sometimes the people who are the worst are the ones who are like the biggest fan? You know, it's that thing where people get... Can I tell you something? Kind of like that guy. I don't... You know, you know, all because one time I heard the word maudlin. Now it makes me afraid to talk the rest of my life. And I know what maudlin is, and I've seen it, and it's nauseating. So I hope this doesn't come off that way. Would you define maudlin for the listeners? I maudlin feel like that is, word is a hard word to, to define I know. exactly. I, you know, it's funny. I know what it is, and I know what it means, but I can't explain it. Me too. It. Talking about a charity you. you started. Like, oh, or how great, or, you know, it's... It's, it's but, kind of sad... It's. I think you're being you. You come off overly like. I'll, I'll tell you what. The, what Look, I wanted to say, and then you could figure. Okay. Oh, how about this? If it's it's your show, by the way. I'll tell you the story. Yeah, tell me that again. Then you, <laughs> then you look up the word maudlin and tell me if I was appropriate to use that term. Okay. Okay. So here's the I'm story. I'm gonna look it up on my phone. But don't tell me till after I tell you what I it is. I won't tell you. Hold on. Okay. You look it up, and then I'll wait. And then maudlin. But don't tell me what it is. Okay. Mom, then I'll tell you what my concern was, and you can say, yeah, that's maudlin. Okay. You don't want to come off maudlin. Right. I've made too big of a deal about it. No, this is this is the perfect amount of deal. Okay, got it. I'm ready the to perfect go. perfect amount of deal. Thank oh, you. Um, this is actually news to me. Okay. So go for it. Okay, so here we go. So, oh, I think I thought it was maudlin because, oh, look how great I am. But mm -hmm. I don't think I look at it that way. I look at it like I can always grow. I can always remind myself. But you talk about people that come up sometimes that might be socially awkward. Uh, well, I guess I'm talking about people who are, they like, you know, this person's if they are a fan, and they definitely are a fan because they know they know you. But it's that thing where the person is a fan, but they're also behaving in a way that is causing maybe either during the show causing a disruption uh, because they the show. they feel familiar yeah, to you, yes. so they think they're special, or just. Maybe if not during the show, another, any other I'll time. I'll answer very honestly. Yeah. It was a different question than I thought. I'm glad. Um, so when that happens, by the way, the good news is it rarely happens. That's right. why I love when there's podcast people at my shows because they... Um, they really know. They're nice. Mm -hmm. You know, or people come up to me before the show, if they say something like, hey, we heard, you know, Pat Oswald on your show, or we heard you, or we heard mm -hmm. Paul F. Tompkins. Oh, he's one of our favorites. You start smelling... Oh, they're probably they're probably cool. They're gonna get it, you know. Yeah. So uh, overwhelmingly, they're great. Once in a while, when it, that happens, oh, it drives me up the fucking wall because it could be them yelling something, but they're being positive. But again, the good news is, ninety five percent of the time, even more maybe, they're just awesome. 
So, but that's what I'm asking about. It's not that 95%. Yeah, they'll yell out a, they'll yell out something from the show, maybe, uh, you know, too much, you mm-hmm. know, or, or, uh, what else? Or, oh, you know what? That wouldn't even bother me, actually. I, I'm trying to think of something, so I made something right. up. It, uh, uh, wooing. Wooing, yeah. Wooing. And then I go, stop wooing. I don't like wooing. And one time I heard Mitch Hedberg go, I'm not a fan of the wooing. And it made me feel like everything was all right. Like, oh, I knew there was a reason. Why didn't I like wooing? I look crazy. Don't yeah. talk. Turn off your cell phone. Do this. Well, we can't woo. And guess what? It ends up, no, you can't. It's obnoxious. And it doesn't mean you're having fun. It means I'm having fun. Look at me. You never wooed at your house. No one ever brought you so much joy at your house where you went, Woo! Even the best night you ever had. Never, no, woo is never an emotion brought out of you when you're just hanging around your house. Because it's full of shit. So stop wooing. Woo means look at me. And does it mean you could be having fun too? Yeah. You're having fun, but you want a little bit of attention. It's not a water slide. Yeah, it's not in the middle of a song. I get mm-hmm. it. That's a, there's, a, there's, expla- there's explanations where if I would see people just, after a band played a song or something. What if you do like a big bit that's like one of those bits that just... <laughs> Like a clapping bit, like, and then the guy said, "Dogs don't have teeth." You know what? <sighs> clap, 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 I seem like Woo! I seem like. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, yeah! <laughs> Woo! Ah, oh, so good. Okay, shut the fuck up. <laughs> yes, that's fine. Obviously, <laughs> you really knew how to pepper that in there. That's why you call the Johnny Pepperton. Johnny Pepperton. He peppers in the comedy. It's Johnny. It's Johnny. You got it. Hey, it's Johnny Pepperoni, everybody. Hey, uh, probably been said before, and I apologize, and mm-hmm. please, I can be thrown out of the okay. Comedy Hall of Fame. I accept it. Um, so, uh, But we're talking about Maudlin still. Maudlin, right. So here's the story. Mm-hmm. So, oh, well, you asked me a different question. So when I thought you I were going to say, sometimes when people are socially awkward, I think of, of because... Uh, maybe maybe 20 years ago, I would deal with those people differently because I didn't understand. Okay. Now, I understand people with social awkwardnesses, and they're maybe, maybe they're afraid to come out of the house. Maybe they're, you know, just awkward, so awkward. Yeah. So I have a few friends that have had kids over the years, and they are like that. And I think, how would someone want them to treat them? If you're, and I go, I hope it would be I, with patience. Good I know way. when one of those, uh, one of my friend's kids went up to... Um, a uh, comedian that I know, mm-hmm. and he and he told me how friendly he was. It made me feel proud, you know, that he was. Oh yeah, he goes, nah, he was smart because mm-hmm. he, he took the time to make him comfortable. He's like, oh, that was a fucking joy to talk to. But yes, it took a little bit of time to get, and I was, and then it made me feel proud that my comedian friend would be like that. So I would hope I would be at least like that. So now I'm very patient, very patient. Ends up sometimes you end up benefiting always because you end up to get to know somebody who's special. Yeah, because it's not not everyone's going to be the same. Right, but it's it is. I think what I shouldn't be afraid to say, and and it is sometimes when you're in a hurry or you're heading somewhere or mm-hmm. you, yeah, maybe you just just slow down. And I've try to remember that. Try to remember that. I'm going to read the definition of maudlin now. Yeah, self pitying or tearfully sentimental, often through drunkenness. Wow, and that makes a lot of sense. Maud, like, because it's like you know when you have like a drunk in the audience, and the drunk is. 
or after a show and someone's super drunk. I'm sorry. You're being so effusive. I love it's you. It's like I get it. I get it. And but yeah. it's like no, no. Uh, I'm I'm so awkward. I'm so. I mean, you probably hate me right now. But we lo- <laughs> we we watch it all the time. We, we always watch it. Great. Thank you. Oh, I'm so sorry. I'm just like so awkward oh, no. about this. Oh. I had so much to drink, but like we really love the show. We fucking we love it. Oh my. Probably you probably hate people talking to you like I'm right. I'm like. Shut up. Can I tell you what I say? This is back to the wooing. By the way, also, I want to repeat, because then it makes me not be afraid to complain, spend Mm -hmm. as much time being positive. Over 95, just overwhelmingly, people that come from the show, people that are there already from the clubs, I'm talking about people that come out because they may be getting dug with high people are awesome. People Uh, who know. Podcast people are awesome. Jimmy Pardo's audience. Yeah, they're just, they come with this built-in, you just know they're special. Mm -hmm. And I I think they are. I think they're special. Um... But uh, uh, when it's not, when they go, they'll say something and I'll be nice. I'll be like, listen, here's my dream. Not for you still to have fun. I want you to stop yelling out, but I don't want you to stop yelling out and then be mad. So if you could stop yelling out, but still have a ball, that's like what I want. Like, I don't want it. I don't want you not to have a good time. Yeah. And then they go, you know what? I'm sorry. I go, no, you're not. Because you know what a person that's sorry does? Stops fucking talking. Just the one little added in there thing says, you're not, you're, and by the way, I'm right. It's not like, whoa, Todd, don't jump all over. No, the minute they go, I'm sorry, well, I didn't know, I apologize. No, you're not, shut the fuck up. Just if I, if you truly were a person that goes, well, I yelled out and I shouldn't have, and then the comedian's telling you, I would just sit there and be quiet to go. Because every second I don't say anything is another second this comedian thinks, oh, wow, this person might have just chilled out. And I want that. Because it's so that. embarrassing. Yeah. Because you get it quickly. Mm-hmm. That's happened every so often with yeah. someone, and they never yell out again. And you know what? I think that's pretty special, too, that someone gets it. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, then maybe they were a little misguided, but it, not in a bad way. Only in a bad way if someone tells you, no, nah, you can't do it like that. And they're nice the first time. Super nice. Mm-hmm. And you stop. That's pretty special, too. Yeah, because it's, it's easy to destroy someone. Yeah, no, I don't, do... don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I, I don't ever want to destroy anybody. But never there ever. Later, I I don't want to. But some 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 bad person can come out of me. And what I do you don't mean like later? It. Like later in the show? Like if they if they continue to be, I get upset sometimes, especially if it's someone with their arms folded. And, okay. And it's not because they're not enjoying me. I don't ask you to laugh, but you can at least stay even. Like you don't look mad. Yeah. And I and you know when I get really mad, when I play devil's advocate. And then I get really mad because I don't like the outcome of the answer I get because it makes them look worse. If I say to myself, Todd, what would you do Mm -hmm. before you get angry at this person if you were in the front row of a band and you thought they sucked? And I go, not stare at them. Uh huh. Put on a pensive face. Get out of there cleverly. So then I think, okay, it's now am I right? Or and just an average person that knows, no, you can't. And then if I'm right, who are they? And then I get this rage. They go, oh, you might have been bullying people a long time mm-hmm. like this because it is a form of bullying. Yeah. You know you can't. You have your faculties. You know you can't sit in the first row with your arms folded. And I know they're not yelling out. And on a good day, someone goes, Todd, why? They're not That's almost out. worse, actually, I feel it's, like. You're, it's a horrible energy. Ugh, it's yeah. a horrible energy. And you, and you have the power. Now, whether you overutilize that power, that's to be debated. Mm-hmm. But you have the power to ask the club to throw this person out. How and you, I, take, I take advantage of it sometimes. Do you ever find, how do you, does it ever make it awkward after the fact because you've had someone kicked out? Like it makes it, there's like this. The wrong way, great question. Mm-hmm. Because yes, but I have it down. It doesn't happen that often again. It really doesn't. But you know what? How many times can it happen before you come up with a good plan, even if right. it's once a year? I used to think it was great I got to a better place because I would MC them out of there. By the way, you tell me when to shut up. 
No. How I would I, MC, I would MC him out of there. Like, you know, they had the eventually this bartender, I have a maybe I'm even half with a plan. I say, Oh, if I say that, that's when I want people out. Oh yeah, like a magic word. Some clubs thing, have yeah. that. They ask you in the beginning mm-hmm. of the week, and if they ask you, I'll go, oh, I'll come up with some. So that's nice to have. Because mm-hmm. otherwise they go, We didn't know. So that plan implemented is a good plan. Yeah. And then let's say I do it. And as they were leaving, I would say, No, 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 don't yell out. I thought that was like I got to a special place. Like if, if as opposed to when I was five years into it, maybe go, Yeah, get the fuck out. Because there's three doormen now i go no and if anybody yells i go no 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 let them leave with respect and dignity they're not having a great night either i know we're on different pages yeah and i think that leads some civility to it i thought that was good but i I changed it even from that i don't have to be a part of it what i do is i if i'm on stage and i smell it's going to happen because usually you smell it during the opening act i tell the staff if i have the little band with me i tell them i go folks and I calmly tell them, because a lot of times they don't know. What do you say? I'll say, listen, something's going on here tonight. I don't know if you hear. There's a couple in the back. They're real loud, and they're, they're not having a good time either. But here's what we're going to do so we can deal with this. I'm not in a bad mood. Mm-hmm. I have to say that. Matter of fact, I'm in a great mood. I think this audience is worth it to not have what they call a show where you can't take a drink of water. It means you're dealing with it. You tighten yeah. it up. They're not the, you don't get the best show. I think it's worth two minutes to make this magical. And it's a lot easier to deal with it like this. I'll be back in two minutes. They shut. This was it where they had a curtain. So they literally shut it. They were The bouncers were able to get them out in a more of aggressive fashion. Put some music on? Put some, oh, the band played. Wow, and, this is so interesting. Yeah, the it's band played. A- and then they got them out of there. And uh, one time I didn't have... I only did this twice so far. Right. The other time they just played house music. But the band played. They got them out of there. I came back on stage. And you know what that said to the audience? Because maybe there were three more dormant people like that. Oh, right. he doesn't mess around. He doesn't go, oh, where are you from? Oh, shut up over there. Oh, are you talking again? Oh, this is like a play. And then when we talk, it went, picture that sound effect of wah, wah, wah. Everything shuts down. Performer walks off. This is the way they run this fucking place. So giggle it up. Laugh it up. You can have a ball. But no, you know. And then that maybe if there's seven other people, puts them on their best fucking behavior. That's such a good idea because it really just, it's a... And maybe, by the way, there was nobody else like that. Uh, that night, I, w- mm-hmm. I believed it. I felt like every other person in the room that night was just the best. Mm-hmm. And and I, maybe they're better because of that. Because afterwards, it's like, oh, I don't want to be, I don't want to yeah. shut down. It's like landing a plane. Yes. Like, oh, we're, we're going to land the plane, sir, if you don't stop it. Like, Some okay, I will stop. Right. I'll stop touching your breasts. Or I'll stop pissing <laughs> in this beer bottle. And I see the plane going in for descent. Maybe it makes uh, somebody... Oh my God! Oh, they're they're not shitting around here. But by the way, let me mention: I yelled just now. I was getting angst when I do it that way. It's the calmest, gentlest, you know. Boom! It's there's no okay. We're gonna shut them up. There's no anger towards them. Right. There's just look. We can deal with this. They're not having. A, I always say, you know what? They're not having fun either. It's okay if I look at it from that perspective. They're not having fun either. Let's let's deal with this. We'll make this boom. Yeah, I just think that I don't, there's something about the psychology of heckling. I guess it's kind of extended to trolls on the internet now. Some comedians like it. Fascinating. Some com- I see why it happens. I yeah. don't want to defend it completely, but I've been to a lot of clubs where comedians uh, they'll embrace it to a certain point. They'll yeah. get tired of it, but they're not always tired of it. I have zero tolerance. Like some comedians, let's say ten is a lot of people heckling. Mm-hmm. Well, zero is nobody. Oh, if it's like two or three, they'll 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 fun. It can be even fun. I have zero. I treat it like oh, a, really? like a play. Like, yeah, you, there's, you know, and audiences, by the way, you know how it's, I always say this, you shouldn't ask anything if it's not attainable. I always go, you know how I know it's attainable and they're fair rules? Because like I said, overwhelmingly, everybody does it beautifully. Right. It's only a very small group. Yeah, it's, it's such a small thing. And it's also a thing where that person, like, it's such a relief when that person leaves. I was, did some show once and it was this thing where, um, 
It was during my it was I was just it was me and a couple of people each doing like twenty minute sets at some place in Vegas, and I went on. There was a guy in the back who was totally heckling. Right, he was heckling like classic heckling. Like I've never even been heckled like that. Like just a real classic. Me. Like you suck. You're not some crap like that. But it was in the back, and I really kind of could barely hear it because he was so far away, and I was being nice and loud and stuff. But then my friend Doug went up, and I was in the back watching him and right behind this guy and I'm like oh shit this is guy this is that this is a guy and my girlfriend was there and she told me that this was going on and she almost fucking lost it she almost she had to leave the room so she didn't like break a bottle over her head cuz she was so fucking pissed um and I had the I had to point him out to the the people and I saw he was with two girls and they were both like stop fucking stop stop you know cuz they that's the worst the worst the only thing the worst thing to be ever is to be with someone who's doing that because right. it's like oh you're fucking ugh I'm associated with you you're like this pile of right. drunken trash ugh. you're just like a, this vector of filth of garbage <laughs> like a fucking garbage vector <laughs> they just dropped in like fucking Psst, ah, this is my fucking piss everywhere there's piss coming out of my mouth for everybody and I'm with this person I, they love it when I just piss everywhere in the grocery store on a Wednesday in the daytime oh is that a baby I'm gonna piss in its face I'm drunk I don't like I love basketball yeah let's talk about fucking basketball asshole so then this guy kicked out he sends me a message on Twitter like oh thanks man for having me kicked out of the Neil Hamburger show and I followed him back on Twitter and I DM'd him and I said hey man are you okay what's going on and he's like oh I wish I hadn't got kicked out of that show it's like well you were you were drunk and you were heckling it was, it's not okay he's like no I wasn't I'm like yeah you were Admit it. He's like, yeah, I guess I was being, uh, I was out of hand and I was, I'm sorry about that. Like, yeah, it's okay. Um, it's like, just, you know, you can come back to another show, but just, you can't do that. Or you'll get kicked out again. So, and then I, um, unfollowed him, blocked him. And that was it. But it was like a thing where like some of those, the people who always act that way are always acting it out of a way. It's like a, it's a, like they're acting out. I just want attention. There was some guy who even talked a bunch of shit about me on uh, Twitter about son of Zorn, about that TV show I did last year. And he said all this stuff, and I sent him a direct message on Twitter. I said, hey, man, what's going on? Are you okay? What's wrong? And he's like, nothing. I'm fine. I'm like, well, then why are you saying all these really negative things? Like, I don't really care. Like, it doesn't bother me. You can say all you want. You can say I'm a fucking, um, I'm a Satan-worshipping, like, goat fucker. I don't care. I really don't care at all because I don't care. You, my opinion does not come from you, how I feel about myself. I kept saying this stuff, and he started to get super nice. And it was just this thing where... It's such an attention thing. It's a hundred percent like an attention thing. It's so weird how it's almost always from that. It's like this, yeah. Oh, by the way, it's a good, so screwy. A good line to know is somebody said that this has to do with what you just said. The tail end, and I have a, and then I have something else. Is that uh, the uh, Bob Dylan? Once someone said you suck, and he goes, "I don't believe you." We should we should all <laughs> try to remember that sometimes. Yeah, but yeah that, that that that, uh, that uh, uh, I don't believe you, but that. Uh, Drunk, you know, the person you were just talking about, about yeah, a, I'm going to just come all over, you know, and, and it's like, that's what amazes me is that like, maybe I'm wrong. Mm -hmm. To me, the only reason to nurture obnoxious comedy fans, and some clubs do, let's just face it, they might yeah. not say it on paper like that, but the rules that you have about comedy, hey, there's clubs that if you get up and walk towards the stage, they get rid of you. It's not like it's either as good as the DC Improv or, or Helium's, where they treat it like a theater, and then it goes to the worst thing in the world. No, there's some clubs in between. Right. But I think why? 
the only reason you would cater that, because you're going to get whatever you cater. It's funny. You will get it. There's, you're not looking to fill an arena, 10,000 people a night, that you go, if we only had, there's not 10,000 brilliant people. Even in a city that, a small city, you're looking for 250 people four or five nights a week. Eventually, you will get it if you cultivate the brilliant ones. Bloomington is proof of it. Right. Bloomington, Indiana, the comedy addict. Man, he's the only guy that's stricter than me, and I love it. Those audiences, God damn it, they... It's an honor to perform in front of what he's created over there. I give Jared a lot of credit. The audiences are the brilliant ones, but he is the one that has zero tolerance for anything. And it's not, some people go, it sounds like bad. No, it's great. It's not like someone's preventing anybody from laughing and giggling. It's just saying, this is an, this, yeah, you don't, he goes, he has a video he plays before the show, and he makes it very clear. And one day I was sitting talking to him and he goes, Todd, I, I got to tell you, I wish I could just, when I have enough money, my deal will be once the show starts, we don't let anybody in. Just like the theater. I have to go to the door and I go, oh, and I'll nice. love it. He goes, I'll love it. Oh, well, I love it. They'll be so mad. I'll go to the door. Oh, but now it's a newer business. You can't do that. He gets it. But he goes, I go, Jared, I hope that happens quicker for you than anybody. The day you can greet people at the door and go, oh, and he, the way he did it, he goes, oh, I'll just be like this. Oh, I'm sorry. We don't let people in after it starts. I'm sorry. He goes, I'd be so sorry. But inside, I'd be like, yeah. <laughs> uh, he goes, I'd do. I'm so-. And you know what? The point of that story is that, yes, he gets the point. I saw him walk over to someone that was told nicely. He did a really nice job the first time, plus the video plays. Mm-hmm. He walks over, and it was even stricter than I might have been. But again, I, I love it. He goes... Because it was just pure confusion from someone that loves comedy. He looks at this person and he goes, what don't you get? It's like, <laughs> yeah, because that's how he felt. Like, what don't you get? Like, no talking. They, they, they can't believe it means, wait, zero talking. Not one fucking, I thought you meant bring it down. He's like, no. None. There's zero. Zero. Zed. Yeah, comedy attic. I've never been there. You would love it. That would love. They would love you. That was the first place I ever. It's uh, not a very good story, but um, I've already started telling it. Uh, it's the first place I ever got an offer to headline, and it was before I was. I thought I was ready, mm-hmm. and no one told me like, "Oh, you won't be ready. You just have to do it." It's like, right. yeah, oh, you have to just do it once, and it's like, oh, that was scary as shit, but I'm still alive. You did it there? No, I didn't, because I was like hemming and hawing about it. I was like, oh, ask my manager, can I, can I uh, split the bill with a friend or something? Because <laughs> I didn't right. feel like, I, 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 like you know I, what? can I do 45 minutes? I don't know if can I can do 45 minutes. And that was, uh, that was a while ago. But now, it's no. those things where that's like, well, that was it. <laughs> no, good for you. There's nothing wrong with being on the uh, uh, side of being delusional. It's thinking you're ready before you are. But, yeah. you, but they're right. They, what they said was right. You just sort of... You have a few tricks and you get and you'll get ready. But hey, there's in betweens. There might be times that the good advice for someone is to say, you know what, don't. You were probably ready. I, I guess. How so. many years ago was it? No, man, I'm not even sure exactly. It must have been at least five or six years I ago. I bet if you emailed him the, that story, or and he'd and he'd bring because he loves. He, he probably doesn't even remember it. He treats comedy. He really. Uh, he books in a. a an array of all different type mm-hmm. of comedians, you know, like very like just everything, everything right. that's funny under the planet, black, white, gay, straight, woman, man, you know, just, just funny. And that, you know what? I think if you're probably out really looking at comedy and really knowing what's going on, mm-hmm. that just naturally happens. Sometimes right. you got to really pay attention and, and, and keep an eye out. But if you do, that's what you end up with a nice, healthy mix of all different things doing stand up comedy. Well, you do stand up until you can't stand up. I hope I, you know what? It's such a hard decision. I hope I can just do it until I can, like, I mean, Rickles did it to the very end. Right. Is it taboo to say 
was there ever here's the way I look at it was there ever a time where if it just had to do with the quality of the show that maybe the last only two years that's still a big compliment even when he was sitting on stage right but if you look at it like well how about if you look at it like this it's really the only time in your life you're going to be able to go do something for them, whether it's watching Richard Pryor perform at the comedy store. When you see it, him, I didn't, but I Never know had. people that had. Yeah. When it was it was tough towards the yeah. end. Yeah. So you go. Would you like to be a part of a club that was able? Because it's it. You're, no one else can do anything for Richard Pryor. He's funny, and then when he's at his, you know, at his best, you go to see him. And but when are you ever going to get to give him something? Mm-hmm. Maybe sitting in that audience and being his audience when, when it's now it's for him. Yeah. Now it's for him. So if you look at it that way maybe just forever i hope if people around me they make smart choices by lowering the ticket price you know if i was lucky enough no i'm serious like, if you i know go, but it's it's still funny it's man. a funny thing to yeah. say but like i hope that if i'm 90 and i still go out there but like if it's for the if it's for me at this point yeah and, and they'll and they know it it's the last two years maybe behind the back you do some of that stuff and people okay. go oh you know what it's i don't know maybe that i'm just talking but it's interesting yeah, but you would. I mean, because you like doing it more than anything. Right? I love some, it. Do you remember when you? Uh, you probably talk about this all the time, but I've never heard you talk about it. Do you remember when you were like, "Oh, this is definitely what I want to do." Was it like seeing? Was it seeing a, a another comedian, or is it something else? No, I would definitely see comedians. Like in hindsight, on the mm-hmm. Tonight Show, would just love watching stand-up comedy. But um, I think when I went, when I really fell in love with it was when I went to see it live. Mm-hmm. So I would go to the comedy works in Philadelphia in, when I was, I don't think I had my license the first time. It's like 14, my, 15? I was 15. Wow. My friend Albert had his license. Albert. So we went down to the, com- Albert and Alabotsky. Albert, Albert Alabotsky, yeah, I got, I, We're I still got a friends. license. We're still friends. Yeah, he had a license. <laughs> he had a license. And um, uh, he, his parents said he could either get a Mustang or a Ford Escort. And he got a Ford Escort. You know, why I never. Would, why would I don't know choice? either. I would ask him. I go, why did you get? He what goes, a sensible guy. I know what a sensible guy, right? Albert Nalabotsky, a, a sensible guy. Albert Nalabotsky, a sensible guy. Anyway, so that, Albert Nalabotsky, bank loans and trust. <laughs> that wasn't the point of the story, but anyway, he took me down, and mm-hmm. then I would see like, look, there were a lot of people that that uh, maybe aren't household names now, but you tend to remember the ones that are. But so yeah. I saw, like. You know, uh, uh, Eddie Murphy there when he had just done wow. SNL for the first year. Mm-hmm. Roseanne Barr, Tim Allen, Jerry Seinfeld, Gary Shandling, Jay Leno, you know, uh, Richard Lewis, uh, Gilbert Godfrey, Richard Hall, Rich Hall, you know, just so many great comedians. Stephen Wright and just a lot of great yeah, that's, comedy. That's, that's everybody. And, um, and then that's when I really started seeing it live. It was so fucking great. It, was, it felt so good to see a guy with you know just doing an hour of mm-hmm. most of the time pretty tight. Yeah, if people are paying. You know, we might see people around LA, but you know, you forget when you're around LA and you're doing it for free, you can try out new material. But right. you see a comedian. I know with me it'll be different. I know when you see a lot of my favorites, I forget how funny they are till I see them. Oh, I'm seeing at them at a club, and they know people are paying twenty five, yeah. thirty bucks at a comedy club to see them, and then you see them doing that show. You're like, wow. It's a different like, thing. That's fun to see. And yeah. I saw a lot of it. Like, a lot of them were that good. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I, overwhelmingly, every time I went to see a comedian, maybe I didn't like the middle. Most of the time I did. Uh, most of the time the host was even funny. Yeah. But always, pretty much, the headliner was, you know, like 95% of the time was fucking great. So I loved it. I loved it. And then I found out there was an open mic night. And you just did it. And I did it. And I was scared, petrified. But I did it ever since. I knew I found. 
look, I knew it when it happened. I don't have to. It doesn't have to be like you know a, 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 a retrospective of my life. I knew it when I did it. I go, oh my god, like I have friends now. Because mm-hmm. other comedians, like I got along with them. Yeah, because it's like a it's a thing where oh this is the this is the personality that it's, a, it's like a, it's a descriptor of a personality that you, you realize you didn't you didn't know it was missing until right. I feel like for me it was something where oh I, I don't think I was ever actually really happy until I started doing stand up. It was one of those things. I, I think I was probably like mildly depressed up until <laughs> when I, I started I, doing it. I probably had, you know, that's a good question. You say I, I never thought about it from that perspective. Yeah. When I was fine before, you know, but I wasn't either. Mm-hmm. It really gave me a life, and it gave me friends. And I had my three friends from high school towards the end that I made, and and but they were a big part of stand up comedy for yeah. me. But overwhelmingly, like you know, having that like to after the shows. That's why I, I always say to new stand ups. The best thing you could do, look, when bombing sucks, you know, if I can give any advice, I like to give advice that's tangible, not like something bullshit advice. Right. I, I love to give advice where you go, wow, I can apply that fucking instantly. <laughs> and um, one of them is try to get to go out after your show, even when you do bad, because mm-hmm. what will happen is you will find nights where you get past it. You'll be at oh, some yeah. nights. It'll be hard. You'll go out to the bar with everyone and you'll just sit about in the corner. But once you realize you can get past it, here's a good way to look at it, to snap yourself out of it when it goes bad. Um, part of hanging out with comedians here, it's good news when it's pure joy and it's part of it. It isn't like, Oh, this is just the pleasure part of it. It's when you meet people and you bond with people and good things come out of that. So Mm -hmm. if you, so say to yourself when it doesn't go well, your show, I always say, say, no, this is, I do this. This could be what does go well. So you can put your head in your pillow at night and go, my set didn't go well, but hanging out did. Oh, the worst that I ever had in my entire life afterwards was probably like most fun like the van ride back with all the comedians this was like the warm-up set for montreal when i was a new face oh really it was like it was so bad i was like laughing because oh. i knew it was the best part because i knew to some extent maybe i didn't have the best set i fuck all you guys i had the worst set <laughs> so i beat you all i got the worst one when was this how many years this ago? is probably 2011 Wow. And I definitely had the worst one, but then the next day, I had the best. So Having like, bad sets are tough. Yeah. I, I pre- it was great, though. I loved that I had it so bad, because it the, fucking put me in that space where, okay, I have to, I don't know, it's something about it. It just made me like not care as much, and so the next night, I really just, because that was just a warm-up. That didn't count. That was just so they could watch you and be like, maybe you should say this word instead of that word. Like, oh, okay, right, sure. Right. And the next night, it was the the, the actual showcase, and it was was great, great it was audience. opposite, hundred yeah, percent yeah. opposite. So, I even tell people that are going to go up on stage, like I don't know if this is good advice or bad advice, but I go, listen. I used to tell myself this. I only, I don't know if I ever did it, but I but I had it in my head. But even if you have to do it, I think it's fine. Go up and say, listen. Here's the deal. I'm going to make it short. I go. I'm. Petrified to go up, but I said at least I'm gonna fucking go up and say this because I want to do this. And if I do this this week, maybe next week I'll do stand up. So anyway, that's it. I did it. Good night. And you know what? I'll tell you what'll happen. You will have done that. Mm-hmm. No one's upset. No comedian minds hearing. Oh, actually, I'm, he's just doing thirty seconds. He's he just told me he's only doing thirty seconds. <laughs> or if you, or maybe you say I might only do thirty seconds. Stand by, and you end up maybe you get a laugh, and that relaxes you, and you end up doing your three minute set. That's interesting. But no one's that. no one's going to be mad if you actually know you just get off. The next comedian's up earlier. The <laughs> audience saw one comedian real quick. You'll get a laugh. Thirty seconds. Just go up and say I'm petrified, but I gotta fucking get over it. At least. Have, have that in your back pocket you might do it I did and never did it every time I said it I did say it but that got a laugh and then I said one more thing next thing you know oh you did two and a half minutes 
Did you do that like an open mic or something? I did that at open mics, yeah. That's so funny. So you're just being honest. That's how it started out of honesty, basically. Yeah. I mean, it wasn't it a not, trick, but it kind of. No, it wasn't a trick. It was just saying, at least you get up in front of the audience. Right. Did someone yeah. tell you that? You just kind of no, came up with it? No, I just came up with it. That's interesting. I used to have it in my head. It was always in my head. Here's what I'll do I'll just say, you know, I would rehearse what I was going to say. There mm-hmm. were 10 funny ways I could say it, but I would go, all right, listen, everybody. But I'm up here, but I never ended up using it. At least I don't remember. When I tell the story, I'm like, I don't think I ever actually needed it. You never actually just bugged out after no, 30 no seconds. No, bugged out. But that's what I tell people. If you do, that's fine. I almost wish yeah. I did because that's just as funny. If you were to, con- I'm tell you what, people will remember that. I want to do a 30 not, second set tomorrow. Yeah, and it's not bullshit. You are nervous, and I even say I'll pre-record it, and you could just play it on your phone. <laughs> go, hi everybody. This is Todd Glass. Uh, this comedian is petrified to go up on stage, so he recorded me saying this. He's standing there now holding his phone to the microphone because he's petrified to go on stage. But wow. guess what? He's on stage. He's in front of you people, so at least he said he can do it. But tonight he's not performing, so just give him a nice round of applause because he fucking got up in front of petrified. He just got up in front of all of you, and there he goes. How about a nice round of applause for what's his shit? He walks off. <laughs> Someone could isolate that and, pl- and use it. And yeah. I don't care. Use it. I once I would be If I saw a new comedian utilize that, he isolated it from your show. I'd be thrilled. You should take it and put it on iTunes, make it a little track. Thank you, and pay and make people pay. Make people pay ninety nine cents. I have. I'll pay ninety nine cents for almost anything. I'll pay ninety nine cents just to pay ninety nine cents. Like if someone's <laughs> like, I found an art project that was um, pay. What's the art project? Oh, it's um, it's in a gallery. You pay a dollar for what? You just pay a dollar. That's what it is. You, pay. you pay a dollar, and you get it. Maybe you get it back. Maybe you don't. Maybe you get it back. It's time, to, it's time to wrap things up. Wow. I do want to ask you one question. Yes, what you think like you ever had like any type of a mid-career or mid-life crisis in terms of stand-up or comedy, like where you're like, oh, well, maybe I want to do something else, or maybe I want to do something that's tangential to what I'm doing that's not what I'm doing? Wow, that's a great question. I think indirectly, I... I, this leads back to the band thing. Okay. I really, in, this, this, I think will answer your question. I really know that's what I want to be doing. I want to have a, at least a keyboard and drums. Mm-hmm. At least keyboard. We can get local drummers. You can get a local trumpet player. But if the keyboard player, there's, look, there's guys that have worked with me three or four times and it gets crazy tight. Oh, with electronics so, today, you can yeah. have a computer. That can, you can have your keyboard guy open up a computer. You can do video. Mm-hmm. There's so much you can do with a computer guy. Not only does he have the keyboard for video, but to play along, you could do some opening that's bigger than life. Right. Uh, minor light adjustments at any good comedy club you can do. I do it now, but I mm-hmm. don't do it all the time. And it's a lot of. So I thought, I want to be doing that. What could I. So I got very vigorous with changing my uh, remortgaging my home took a lot of work getting rid of some bills get, uh, getting rid of this to get myself where my bills are less and less and less and less and mm-hmm. I'm realizing you know what's funny I'm starting to be at that point now where like I'll make a little less money in Philadelphia but I want the band so and you mean like to, to you want to be doing a thing where you're crafting a show I want to be where we spend I want to get myself in the position and that's what I feel like I'm doing and it got me in a funk that I Am I doing anything to make this happen? The story's not going to be happening. The story is that I have a gr- So I started to do it. And I realized about a month ago, I go, you might, it might be time to sit down. The only difference would be is I would hire one guy. Mm-hmm. Yes, he'd travel with me. That show would get tighter and tighter and tighter. We don't have to, drums we can get in every city. Yeah. Uh, we can get 
you know, like I said, a trumpet guy if we need to, or you know, sometimes I have fake band members sit in, which is a lot of fun. It makes the band That's look funny. full, like local comedians. Yeah. No one even knows. No, you wouldn't. I put three people in there on bongos and tambourine and egg shaker. They're wearing black suit. They're wearing, and I don't even care if the audience knows. I just want them to get the visual of that. The truth is, it's usually two instruments mm -hmm. that are wailing out the sound right. with some pre-recorded music and video. So that's the funk I got in that I go, what am I going to do? Am I going to make this happen? So now the this next... This is recent. Yeah, only in the last two years I've really gone, I want to okay. do that show. I want it to be like people go out to see the show and be like, what if, the fuck? It's a show. Yeah, like, and, and it, it just with, with very little, it doesn't take a lot with technology these days right. to make a lot happen with a very little bit of equipment. Right. You know, I don't want to travel with suitcases. No, because you you're could, a band. You could have a crazy show with the keyboard guy probably having a small suitcase of some things. Right. You know what I mean? Maybe it is a smoke machine, but there's, by the way, I saw the new one. It's small. <laughs> you know, it's like, yeah, because I'm thinking like, I want it all to fit into a suitcase. And people go, wait, all that happens? Yeah, the projectors now are the size of a They're cigar tiny. box. Even the, smaller. The smoke machine I just saw the other day was literally the size of like a, like a, like a, like a half of a cigar box. This mm -hmm. cool little thing. And then you have some prop bottles that you break over the band's head. Those are, everything could be in a small suitcase. And, and that small, but as long as the keyboard guy is your technical guy and go, wow, that is a crazy show. You know, where there's an opening, like where there's a video that plays, the house goes dark, and then maybe a, a video comes up of some old, cool performance, and then the band plays along mm -hmm. with maybe an old Rod Stewart. There's a, there's a video of Rod Stewart. I'm, I'm just thinking of him because I just saw this thing. It's him singing a cappella. He's probably 24 in the middle of this Italian, like, village. Just with nothing. He's a, he's not fa famous, I don't think, at that point. I thought that would be so cool to have that come up on the screen. The house goes dark, but then the band plays along. Then mm -hmm. it goes, just stuff like that. Like creating, Did I answer your question? I guess so. I mean, I, I, I mean, the question is also about, you know, because people, because there's all these things that are tangential to stand-up, like acting and writing and uh, filmmaking and stuff. And some people do all of them. Some people they're like, they're like crazy speed freaks and they do everything. Some people yeah. kind of transition. They stop doing one because they have another more success than another one. But it's like, I could probably answer your question better. I get maybe in that funk to go, do I have, all I want to do is stand up. Okay. So, so do that's I have it. to do that other stuff? Do I have to? See, that's interesting. You say, yeah. do I have to? I'd rather not. To, like, I'd rather just be like people come out because they got familiar with my stand-up. Yeah. So, and God, is that going to just lead to, am I going to, is that going to have to change? <laughs> but isn't that a thing? Because so many people become, people get familiar with their stand-up because they get familiar with them through something else. It's like, there's tons of stand-ups we know who have been on TV shows and, it and different things. Uh, so it helps. It's like by, almost like by any means necessary. Yeah. But it's this thing where mm -hmm. it, I feel like it muddies the water sometimes. And it's, it's all okay, by the like, way. I'm not complaining. It is what yeah. it is. You either partake in it and you don't. But look, sometimes you get guys that can, just like Brian Regan, that can go just have this great following just because of their yeah, stand-up. Yeah, that's right. He's right. just a stand-up. But, you know, I, look, I don't like the audition process. Again, I'm not complaining. I don't mm -hmm. do well in the audition process. So that limits me. Mm -hmm. The good thing about that is it puts me in a funk sometimes, but also taking responsibility for it at the end of the day, even though in the middle I might get a little bit, uh, it makes you not an angry person because you go, well, th that affects some things that have unfolded in your career. And you have a manager that respects it and goes, right. you don't want to go out for auditions. You don't want to go out for commercial auditions. You're in a movie, a little part. It helps. It puts you in people's, but I don't do well in the audition process. So, but I love stand up. So I work hard at that. Yeah, that makes sense. Hey, oh!
It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a great feeling. You're knowing inside. I've got a fart. Snapping to say, I'm gonna come in a houseboat today. It's such a good feeling to know you're alive. It's such a great feeling. You're growing your smell on a bagel with sesame seeds. I like poppy seeds too. It's such a great feeling, killing a deer. It's such a... Meow. Is that you? Meow. Wow, sounds like a little kitty needs some help. Meow. Oh, hi, kitty. Hi. Kitty, are you okay? Well, I gotta be honest with you. <laughs> what is it, kitty? Well. Kitty, what do you need? Just tell daddy. <laughs> what did your neighbor take? Did he take all the shit out of your box and hide it? Oh, you took my claws out. Well, nothing. You, you can't get claws back. That's just how it works. No, but guess what you, putting diarrhea medicine in their drinks. Guess, guess what you still got? You still got teeth. You also still got dew claws. You didn't have enough money to take off your fucking dew claws. Oh, that's fucked up, right? <laughs> I'd be a great. Up. Would that be a good character for a cat? I think so. I can't. You know what? I'm gonna eat so good after this. Really? Have a great meal. You got it all planned out. Are you gonna you gonna cook it? You're gonna buy it. I might go get a massage. <laughs> what are we gonna do? Both. Well, you can't eat before a massage. No, I'll eat after. Well, are you gonna buy it or are you gonna cook it? Um, I'm gonna probably buy doctor. What do you mean doctor? Well, I have an idea. It's Put not hot that sauce I'm... on a pizza. <laughs> 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 I'm a chef. What do you mean? I put, I put, I have a special hot sauce. I make, I create flavor zones on pizzas. I'm a little lazy, but I'll take, I, I get angel hair pasta because it boils quick. Right. It's so thin. I don't have any patience. Even the boil. So that boils really quick. It does. And then put it in a pan, pour two cans of uh, tomato soup over it, progresso tomato soup. <laughs> right? Yeah. Then just throw a bag of cheese on it and put it in the oven. What it's is that? So casserole? Fu- yeah, sort of spaghetti so casserole. You're going to make that. With tomato soup. Everyone I know does it with spaghetti sauce, but tomato soup? It's ridiculous. Why is it better? It's t- it's you you do it and you'll know. Well, I, I I need some I need some incentive. Well, <laughs> I'm sorry. I need a goddamn okay. incentive. Well, do you like tomato soup? Yeah, I love tomato soup. It's just the 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 the, 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 the t- you don't add water. You, mm. you, no, some tomato soup you're not supposed to, but right. if, even if you get like Campbell's, you're condensed. supposed to add water. Don't add water. Okay. Matter of fact, get condensed and don't add water. Okay. It's just the it ta- it's the, the it's the comfort food of tomato soup with all the noodles in it. By the way, you could do it with shells, whatever noodle you fucking love. Did you invent this? I don't know if I invented it. My mom used to make something like it called hot dog casserole, and that's where you took oh man mac- that's macaroni funny. noodles, right? Two cans of tomato soup, and then chopped up hot dogs. Wow, my mom used to make fun of that stuff so much because she was like a c- cook from she's not a cook she was just from the south so she'd make yeah. stuff. Anybody who made that she would like wouldn't even let me eat at their house. But you can't eat that well, crap. Well, guess what? I don't. Yeah. I try. I'm trying. I'm not, I, I don't. Well, I'm, I'm, my I'm, mom I'm, is not right. By the way, this is like <laughs> this is like her being judgmental is all hell. Lately, I do it because I'm I'm trying. I'm not. I don't tell anyone I'm a vegetarian because they have a right to look at you from afar and go, "No, you're not." All I'm doing is, if if I want to get there eventually, just start. You don't have to do it overnight. Yeah, so I make minute. that hot dog dish with um, vegan sausages now. Ooh. And guess what? It's still fucking amazing. I love the beginning of this song. I just want to listen to it over and over again. All I ever wanted to do 
is listen to Vegan Sausage. Please. Eat Vegan Sausage. I love vegan sausage more than life itself. I love vegan sausage. I died for vegan sausage. I would shoot myself in the head for a vegan sausage. What's it made of? It's made of not sausage. Matza farful fuckface. It's made of snap tackle. <laughs> Todd, is there anything you want to uh, close with at all? I don't know. I feel great. I mean, people can find you at the massage place. They can find <laughs> you in your house making this incredibly simple but Doesn't delicious Doesn't it sound dish. good? Sounds can, great. Can I tell you something? It does sound great. I love cheese. I love... I have an idea. Things like that, yeah. And I'm going to do this tonight. Okay, I'm ready. I had an idea. It's I've done it, but it's harder than I realized. Right. Putting ice cream into donuts. It's, it's not that hard. You just get to inject all those big injector pens, right? I, tr- I tried it. No? <laughs> Aristotle's he's laughing. laughing his ass it's off. like getting one of those. He goes. Uh, he knows Johnny more goes, than he knows more than he's letting. Johnny on goes right? get one of those big injector. I know you mean like it's a needle, but it's yeah. like twenty times as big. Yeah. I tried a bakery bag. You have to get it the right temperature to go in there. But I thought about this. Now I have to do it when no one's looking. Bring it one to those ice cream places where you pump your own ice cream like a yogurt place. Yeah. Just walk it over when oh. no one's looking and fill it up. Like a frozen yogurt place. You know how good that will be? That's going to be ice cream cake where the cake is fucking amazing. Ice cream cake, everybody wants it. But I don't it's like not it. Like, I don't want it. I do not want it. This cream you would cake. love. You might go, well, you could just get a donut and put ice cream on top of it. Or you could just get a piece nope, of cake. No. The, the compression of it. No, the compression of it. The yeah. compression of the ice cream in the donut that you bite into what is really room temperature but seems warm in comparison to the ice cream. The warm, crispy, buttery, delicious donut, whatever one you want, into the cream or jelly that might have been in there already, or whatever is inside of it. you suck out the jelly? No, you just shove that ice cream right in there with it. I think it'd be cool to suck out the jelly. And then how many, what if you want to bring them home for other people to eat? Take the jelly, put it outside for the cat. (laughs) Maybe put it in that tomatoes. Oh, right. Yeah. Could go with maybe like a nice, a nice. Uh, what's that shit called that you eat mint jelly with? Lamb. Oh yeah. I don't like I lamb. Just, I gave you a little bit, even though I said I wouldn't do any podcast stuff. I wanted to give you a little smoke. Oh, <laughs> I love smoke. Thank you. I really do. The smoke machines are. My brother and I used to have one, and we would fuck around. We one time we filled the entire house up with smoke. You couldn't even see. You couldn't even see. Hand in front of your oh, face. Oh, did you really? Yeah, it's great. Oh, I love great. that you did that. This is outstanding. See, I just want to, this is the kind of thing I like to live in. Can I tell you something? I had a sure. lot of fun. Very relaxed and uh, just pure joy for me just being, being uh, playing like this. Likewise. It's good to play. If you don't play, you're just, I guess you're sort of dying, right? Your skin is just falling it's off just, your bones. It's falling off. <laughs> Be sure to rate and review the podcast and subscribe if you feel like it. Uh, you can visit Todd on the internet by typing in Todd Glass into Google. Uh, Todd Glass Comedian, Todd Glass Podcast. It's called the uh, the Todd Glass Podcast Show. Not a TV. What's it called? It's called the Todd Glass Podcast Show. <laughs> you can listen to more of him on there. You can go see him live wherever you want, well, as long as he's there. And uh, you can do all these things, and you can listen to Booker T and the MGs because they're probably one of the greatest bands to ever live. Rip. I'm really trying to give you a good vibe as we leave. Wow, that's beautiful. Ladies and gentlemen, we have bubbles in the studio. These are are legitimate bubbles. 
not a huge bubble guy, but I'll take him. <laughs> honestly, honestly, I see bubbles. Typically, I go the other way. Ah, if I see a child with bubbles, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Stop it. Who said you could do that? Oh, my God. You're doing the bubbles on an airplane, you little kid? They're, they're fucking landing on me. Those are made of soap. It just landed on my hand. It just landed on my fucking fingers. Now I have to lick this bubble off my fingers. Usually, I go the other way. Yeah, see bubbles? I'm going their direction. And you guys... I know you're a cute kid, but you can't do bubbles in the airplane. I'm eating right now. I'm eating. Wow. Now it's getting tripling. Good night. Wow. Do you want to say anything else as this rolls out? We've got about a minute left. Be nice to your neighbor. Yeah, it's true. You know what I was thinking about the other day? People used to know their Oh, <laughs> Shut the fuck. People used to fucking know yeah, their neighbors. But people used to know their neighbors. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah, it's true. Yeah, they still do. Stop it. You know, people. People used to know their neighbors. Well, go say hi to your neighbor and shut up. I, don't I know my neighbors. We're perfect amount of friendliness. There's a great energy between us. We don't bother each other. So if you want to know your neighbors, you know your neighbors. That's like my mom. I don't. Why don't we have Passover dinner anymore? I go have it. She goes, it's so much work. I go okay. Well, we don't have it. I like doing the work. The work's what makes it fun. I buy my neighbors an apple pie every year. I should start getting to know my neighbors a bit more. Then I shove it up their ass. Hey, bend the fuck over. Are you going to get some apples? Hey, hey, you want some apple pie up your ass, neighbor? Hope you like apples. How do you like them apples? Yeah. Thank you for listening to Live to Tape with Johnny Pemberton. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Those are three separate actions. Do them all, please. Also, the email is live to tape podcast at gmail.com. Those are all letters, no numbers, unlike the Twitter account, which is L-I-V-E, number two, like the numeral, tape podcast. So... You you can find that they're separate. Live to tape podcast at Gmail and live to tape on Twitter, and also please be sure to go to the feralaudio.com website and shop on Amazon for goods and services. And we get a little, a little, little. I wouldn't even call it a chunk, but it's some, it's some degree of that that helps support this podcast and other ones on this network that are just as good, just as good. Okay, thanks for being here. Come back soon. And you will come back soon because you'll be subscribed so you know exactly what's going to happen. This is Johnny. Bye. 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 Buy things. Buy products. Just kidding. Actually, yes, do it. Buy them through Amazon on feralaudio.com. Thanks. Bye. Feral Audio.